0: Would you guys want to suddenly be gifted a 1,000-year lifespan? All of a sudden, you and only you get to live 1,000 years?
1: Absolutely not. I joke my wi- t- with my wife all the time that I don't want to live past 75. I feel like
2: my best years are then. Just let it go. Okay, okay I have I have a question. Because, <laughs> of course, I do. Um, yes to living 1,000 years. I think that would be badass and cool. Give me a lot of chance to read and play video games um and see what the next gen is sure why not um do you age normally so you just no, no, end no, no, up no. getting you, like a scrotum or like do you just no <laughs> <laughs> no 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 or like you're you're vampire like what, Anne Rice vampire you are is the, the same age what, what is the,
0: what is this episode on dan
2: well it's on elves so, so you're no, like pretty for, and elegant for yeah
0: okay you, you are you're at your physical peak So whatever that is for like, Dan's like, oh, I'm 12 again. (laughs) I never had a physical beak.
2: (laughs) I wonder when that magical day will come.
0: (laughs) No, but but seriously, you are at your healthiest, your youngest. There's no crow's feet. There's no bald spot. There's no gray hair. There's no ear hair. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. But it's
1: only you, right? You're watching all your it's loved ones you. die around yeah. you. Everyone yeah. else cripples and gets old in 75 to 100 years, yeah. and yeah. you're you get never to do, changing. You
2: get to do that at least 10 more times. We should ask Keanu Reeves how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> right? I would
0: absolutely 100% do it. I would I would totally do it.
2: Would, would you stay in the shadows, or would you become some sort of ruler of man, unkillable by the... Uh, Ravages of time. Well, you're not three, immortal, right? Three
0: words for you. Raz al Ghul.
2: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's... Three not.
0: syllables? <laughs> it's three syllables. It's also three words. Two words. There's an apostrophe in there that connects them. No, there's an apostrophe that connects them. Raz, because it's R-A- S. Yes. I know Batman. Stay out of my fucking fandom. <laughs> Isn't there a half a hyphen in there? <laughs> you're half a hyphen. <laughs> so, you're at least a semicolon. Least. So, anyway the point is, is a full colon that i would 100 percent totally thanks i am the shit um a shit a, <laughs> a difference i would absolutely 100 percent do that so that i could do things like put money in a bank and let it grow interest for 500 years and then change the direction of i don't know a starving peoples something like that like you can do real good if you had time you could do real evil if you had time too yeah, but I don't think I would do real evil. I would do superficial uh, semi-evil.
1: I wonder how that would affect you, though. All those years watching the world go by, if that would
0: mess with your mind. Let me ask you something. What did you have for breakfast yesterday? Uh, what did you have for breakfast three weeks ago? Good question. What did you, Okay. Can you remember the name of every single person that was in your grade three class? I can't remember anybody's names. <laughs> so... Who are I, you? <laughs> I have, I'm not worried about my memory. Elves have a... have. Like almost perfect memories, yes, they do. and that really affects them. We're going to talk about that. But for me, no, I'm not going to remember any of this shit. By the time that I'm 300 years old, I've probably forgotten my my. You'll remember first segas. You'll remember yeah, you seasons, know. right? It's more that sort of thing. And watching people die. Do, do you what eventually point? go jaded? Do you? No, no, I don't think so because you would be experiencing things again, and there would be I don't know echoes of long lost memories and whatnot. At what point does everything become déjà vu?
2: Uh, uh, I, I don't even, I don't know where I am right now, let alone at, how, if i At what point does your morality slip because you stop losing perspective because you have such a long life? Yeah. Like, like you say, you, you, going, you yeah. say you, you do objectively good things, but, um, I think that I know where you're going with this.
0: I think that if you're any, an immortal creature from an immortal race, then your morality would slip because you have a people's. If you were the only one, I think you get Superman syndrome. I am the protector of. I am unique, and the rules don't apply to me, but they do apply to everyone else, so I will enforce the rules and uphold the rules. But at what point do you decide what the rules are? And you start to change what the
1: rules are. Around year
2: 200, and you start to engineer it so that your rules are good. You start to
1: see things, and, oh, maybe the rules I thought were the right rules Mm -hmm. aren't as good as I think. Maybe we'll try it this way.
0: I don't think that your memory would be able to hold true long enough. I think that our wisdom kind of taps it. Look, There's a difference between the wise and old master and actual old people who are just batshit fucking crazy, right? And so, like, and and I'm not, I am being, like, tongue-in-cheek with this, but how many old wise and masters are there in every nursing home? No, none. Right. So, honestly, how much can the human mind handle? Right. you got to think, if the body's immortal, the mind must have to adapt as well. You're not going to lose your mind at 100. I would hope so. I mean, that's the other thing is what happens if you're just, like, you lose a leg at 23. Yeah. <laughs> well, prosthetics should hopefully be improving over the next couple hundred years. I'm just going to lop off the other one and be known as the, the like, Toad Man. The, the <laughs> just sitting. Toad Man,
1: yeah. Park yourself at the top of a mountain and wait for people to come up and seek your sage wisdom and then just tell
0: them to screw off. <laughs> and they'll be like, no, Adam, we're on 7th edition now. You need to update.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Welcome to It's a Mimic with your DMs, Adam, Dan, and Brad.
0: Welcome to another episode of the It's a Mimic podcast, the roundtable Dungeons and Dragons discussion where you never know what you're going to get. I'm Adam, and with me are Brad and Dan, and today we're talking about elves. Now, elves are probably the most famous fantasy race in existence. It's going to be elves and dwarves. They're right up there. And we can thank Lord of the Rings for that. Yep. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, I mean,
0: halflings are as well, but they're known as hobbits to the average person, right? So, Dwarves um, and goblins to a lesser extent as well. Yeah, but I think that your goblins are going to be... And even, you know what? I say elves, but my mother's going to think of a Keebler elf, right? Oh. And people are going to think of like... Well, garden gnomes in that case. Yeah, mythology goblins and... Orcs are pretty much orcs, right? Yeah. hai though, are pretty... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that specifically Lord of the Rings. So, I mean, elves are... If you have seen Lord of the Rings, if you're familiar with Tolkien's work, or you're familiar with the fantasy fantasy genre at all, then you have a good handle on what a D&D elf is. But there's some specifics that I found surprising. So I'm going to just blow through them really quickly. Um, and as quickly as I possibly can. I've seen your notes. Yeah. um, (laughs) Buckle up. Uh, But, uh, let's, uh, let's kind of launch into this because I thought that elves would be the most boring race that we were going to do, which is why I'm like, hey, let's do them first and get them out of the way. And I found a couple of things in it that I went, oh, Oh, there's there's actual merit here besides mm-hmm, yeah. just look at me. I'm pretty and I have a bow,
1: right? Which is I am one hundred percent with you. I would never wanted to play an elf, and then I was preparing for this episode, and I have a great character idea that I'm stoked about. We'll talk I later.
3: I yeah.
2: in twenty something years of D anD D have never played an elf once. No,
0: I've never had a desire to. But no, all of a sudden never, today, never once. You, now I do. You will know from my DMing style that. I,
2: I don't even put them in my campaigns very often. They I sit over there. The one elf that we've had in the campaign that was very, very uh, involved in mobile was a sea elf. Yeah. Right? And, and that was it. It wasn't even like a traditional elf. Because they were
0: never interesting to me. But, but as I'm about to go over, they've got some shit to them. So. Yeah, for sure, um, sure, dude. So elves are a little ethereal. They're fairly stoic, and they're often standoffish. They're known for being artistic, nature-loving hunters that can be found in the parts of the world that are known for being naturally beautiful, just like they are. They're long-lived, they're slight of build, and they're roughly human height, although they tend to be a little shorter on average.
1: That part surprised me. I always picture elves as being taller than humans Yeah, Dan in the six to seven
0: foot range. Dan corrected me on that like a year ago where I'm like, oh, the average elf at like six foot
2: five. And he's like, no, 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 five, five foot five. Maybe. They're generally yeah. shorter than humans can be as tall as. The, the thing that – and I think this is what the movies have done a bit of a disservice to what elves were in the Lord of the Rings universe. Like you watch the animated Lord of the Rings and they are short. They're ugly. They, uh, they are a little – Otherworldly looking, they don't look just like pretty humans with pointy ears mm-hmm. and and very straight hair. They just look Scandinavian but, in the movies, right? But they Tall, just they just look beautiful. beautiful Scandinavian people <laughs> in the movies. So like they definitely do a switch there.
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like there's some things that we can all agree on. No matter what version, uh, they have pointy ears and they still do in D yeah. um, uh, They can be old and wise, living up to nearly 750 years. Uh, but they're also quick and dexterous. Yep. Yeah. So, their complexions have great ranges from pale white to deep black, depending on the subrace. But they're also sometimes described as being metallic in some cases, with copper, bronze, and silver often being referenced to their physicality, whether it's skin tone or hair or eyes. Um, their hair actually can be any color that a human has, or even green or blue, which is a little treasure troll for me, and I don't think I would do that. And then I start thinking about things like, sea elves in a ladrin and it, it kind of there's opens definitely it time a place more. yeah um they're nearly hairless below the eyebrows and males don't grow facial
2: hair how many people overlook that one nobody I think everybody I, is like er, if there is an elf that has facial hair at least me as a player I go what that's a half elf like that's that's what the human taint in uh elven Sorry, blood does. say that again the human taint in elven blood does that <laughs> you guys are gross uh it gives the it gives L's facial a <laughs> bloody taint uh so they also tend to
0: dress in deep natural colors or in bright vibrant colors, and they're masters of fine, thin metalwork, which is something I think that is also overlooked quite a bit. When you think of jewelry, you think of dwarves and gnomes. And I think Lord of the Rings did
1: that a little bit with the finely crafted elven blades. I've kind of always associated But have you ever seen
0: an elven blacksmith like, no, like that's an elven true. smithy? Yeah. Right? So it's it's not they don't, while it is definitely part of their culture, it's not really seen as often, right? Um, because of the long lifespans, they tend to focus on becoming masters of their crafts, almost to the point of arrogant obsession. And they can also lose perspective on the immediacy of how other races might prioritize issues of great importance. They also hold beauty and nature in high esteem. And most types of elves tend to avoid underground or urban settings if they can help it, although they are adept adventurers and explorers, and have more than enough time to dabble in other cultures if it amuses them. So they definitely fall into wonderlust and they avoid the standard rigid, uh, rigid workday of other societies, uh, thinking that it's both very uh, confining on the day-to-day but also very limiting on the overall lifespan. What can you accomplish in 60 years doing the same thing day after day after day? right? And yet somehow they're surprised by what humans and the shorter lifespan creatures can do. They're slow to anger. They rely on diplomatic solutions over violent ones, but they're very capable in a fight. Uh, Ancient fey magics flow through their veins, and their extensive pantheon of gods is both rich and uncompromising. Those gods are very specific. They're, these are not tricksters. You can't really sway the the alignment of one of the elven gods. They are very um, they are very rigid in how they perceive the world. Mm-hmm. Hence, why
1: elves are so rigid.
0: Yeah, and uh, even though they have like real proof that they're descendants of the god Coralon, uh, they have a very strained and cold relationship with him and uh, the other gods to a lesser uh, extent. Although there are many elven clerics and druids, they tend to have a particular affinity for the arcane magics. And elven wizards and bards are more common than clerics and druids. Mm-hmm. There is an intense backstory with one of the sub races called Dark Elves or Drow, which we're going to cover in a future episode. And as a result, elves will never be allowed back into the embrace of their god. And so we'll go over that in, in another time. We don't have time to get into it in this episode. <sighs> The story roughly goes that once the elves were removed from uh, the strife with the drow and the grace of their gods, they spread out through the multiverse and explored the plains. But the first place they went was the Feywild, which was teeming with magic and life and joy. And they stayed there for eons to the point where it started to imbue them with their with its own magic and and uh, wellspring of life. Yeah. Eventually they moved on, but aspects of the Feywild still flow through their veins today. Because of their magical bend and their skills with hunting and gardening and nature, they don't need to depend upon agriculture like some of the other races, and they would rather leave the forests and jungles intact. Industrialization is a horrible concept to elves, and machines seem very foreign and like nearly blasphemous to them. It's said that when an elf dies, their soul is actually taken by the other elven gods, not Corallon, for a brief rest and given the opportunity to contemplate Corallon's cold shoulder before they're reincarnated. Which is real sad if you stop and think about it. Uh, Therefore, births and deaths are very few in elven society and, and very bittersweet. Even the births are bittersweet strangely when elves notice a great swelling in births among their numbers they see it as a blessing from their gods but also an omen that a great catastrophe is going to befall elvenkind, kind and many elves will be needed to stand against it but then on the flip side a long period with no births may indicate that the current civilization is cursed and stagnant and the community will dissipate and disband from there Because of the rarity of births, there are very few siblings, and when there are siblings, there are very few of them. There tends to be long gaps between ages, and twins and triplets are incredibly rare, and they're considered to share an important destiny, and they're like soul-bound almost. Mm -hmm. Elves reach maturity sometime after their 100th birthday, declaring themselves to be adults when they feel they are ready, which is kind of fun. And very millennial. <laughs> <laughs> um, when this happens, they choose a new name for themselves, although they will still respond to their childhood name if someone who knew them back then still uses it affectionately now. So, yeah. um, male, it's like how there's only certain people who I allow to call me Danny. I, my mom did that to you the other day and I twitched on me. Like, who? Oh, <laughs> shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, male and female names are really very similar. Um, and their last names are family names that are usually made up of combinations of elven words, and it's very difficult, I think, at first glance, to be able to tell a male and female elf um, if you are not already familiar with their culture and the signifiers of of clothing and and jewelry <laughs> and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, uh, elves can be seen as arrogant and rude sometimes, but they do give credit where credit is due. They don't always respect a dwarf's intelligence, but they do acknowledge their bravery and smithing abilities. Halflings are seen as pleasantly simple allies who are compassionate and not to be underestimated. And humans seem frantic and boorish, but their ambitions are recognized as being impressive considering their short lifespans. Elven societies can often have a deep undercurrent of wistful sadness to them because of their incredible memories and the long periods of meditation that they have and their distance from Korolon so they meditate on why their god doesn't like them for centuries <laughs> super depressing yeah they also see the world in the rigid concept of good and evil and uphold their own versions of justice because they believe in reincarnation elves see the tragedy of death to actually be more horrifying for family and loved ones than for the deceased as these are the people that uh, must stay behind to remember that loss for centuries So it's – when somebody dies, we don't feel bad that their life is over because they'll come back. Mm -hmm. We feel bad for everybody else that has to live on without – Everyone's stuck behind. Exactly. (laughs) This sometimes makes them very cold towards the concept of loss. But they feel their emotions very deeply behind their calm exteriors. If you're looking for more specific details on elves, you can check out our conversation with Coralon in his fight with Grumsh, the orc god, in our orc episode. And you can hear about blade singers in an upcoming episode we'll be doing on uh, more wizard subclasses, because that one is specifically geared towards elves, and only elves can be blade singers. We may someday also cover gods and pantheons and. If we do, when, if that day ever comes, the, uh, story of Corallon and the other elven gods will definitely be a centerpiece. So, um, for now though, that pretty much is going to wrap up the lore around elves. Now, there are basically, um, the, the last thing about them is, their location, their geography, where they are located in the world often dictates which subrace they are. Think about Eladrin in the Feywild, High Elves in Shining Cities, Wood Elves obviously in forests, Sea Elves are, surprise, surprise, in rivers, uh, <laughs> in water, uh, Drow are in the Underdark, Shatterkai are in the uh, Shadowfell, and that there are are more, too. There are Dusk Elves that are in Barovia, and, like, there are even more, but the, those ones that I listed first were, those are the playable uh, races. So we're only going to go a few, ha- go through a few of them um, this time around, but uh, first let's look at the base elf, what I've just described. Yeah. As a general rule, that's true of most, uh, most good aligned elves, except for drown and Shatterkai, right? So, that's right. Um, when you choose to play an elf, you get a immediately plus two to your dexterity. Just because they are that much more agile than a, than a human is. Yeah. Uh, they're usually between 100 and 400 years old. They can be less than 100, but they're still considered a child technically. They can be over 400, but they're beyond middle age. And honestly who's not playing someone in their 20s, right? It's a very, very common thing to play a kind of new adult when you're an adventurer. Someone who's just
1: stepping into the world of adventuring.
0: Yeah. They tend towards uh, chaotic good because they really like freedom and they really like uh, life, although some sub races may vary drastically. Mm -hmm. They're medium-sized with a base walking speed of 30 feet. They've got 60 feet of dark vision, which allows them to see in normal darkness, but only in shades of gray. 50 of them. 50 shades of Oh, my God. Terry just smiled, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> it's probably because he just got an erection. He doesn't know why.
2: Usually, it's, it's <laughs> 50 shades of gray related. Yeah. He needs to read, read a chapter every every time just to (laughs) (laughs) like Terry can read he's got the (laughs) audio he
0: just watches the movie (laughs) uh, so elves are proficient in the perception skill because of their amazing physical uh, awareness and they have advantage on saving throws against being charmed because of their ancient fey ancestors elves also gain the benefit of not needing to sleep they still require rest and they meditate in semi-consciousness for four hours a day instead of requiring eight hours of sleep and I'm going to come back to that in a second. Um, but first, I want to talk about languages. They're fluent in both common and elvish. And they can read it and write it, as well as speak it flawlessly. But elvish is a very special language. It's lyrical and beautiful and is much loved by poets, bards, and scribes. Although the grammatical rules can be dense and overwhelming at first. Their own literature and music is renowned and beautiful, if you understand the subtle intricacies of it. It is considered to be the most beautiful of the regular languages. Probably Celestial is going to challenge that. But those are really the two most... um it's D&D's version of Latin. Well, kind of... Italian. Italian? <laughs> you guys jumped the gun because I wanted to ask you guys. Okay, so
2: because you got there first, which language is it? Oh, it's going to be the most beautiful, sexy language. Italian. Spanish. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, the, it's one of the romantic it's, languages. It's a romantic language yeah, for sure. It's not German. Not German. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not Swedish. Yeah, but orca, orca.
0: <laughs> I want to make a Swedish we, we, we have a lot of Swedish listeners, actually, so like, be kind. And <laughs> um, Singapore. I know. We just found out. We, we're, we're like number six in Singapore. Yeah, we are trending on the Apple podcast in Singapore. Maybe Elvish is... <laughs> Maybe... <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's, from Singapore. Maybe. Um, you know what? The, the, the Burmese language is also very beautiful and lyrical and I was, it's always something, I picture it being very sing songy, right? Yeah. Not I, I, just you smooth, guys but Have you guys
0: seen Bollywood, like movies and yes. whatnot? Like that's really beautiful and lyrical as well. But then when, the, the spoken language it, is very. Parts of it. But i like, mean, there are different dialects as well, is, right? Yeah. And so it, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I'm a, a lit nerd, so I have an idea of English itself used to pull uh, words like rendezvous and whatnot mm-hmm. from other languages specifically because they liked the idea of it. Um, and th- the idea of adding use or removing them was trendy when, when – being able to write was a trendy thing. Uh, and the idea of an S or a Z in words like memorize or hypnotize, depending on where you live in the world, English will spell things differently, yeah. mm-hmm. is all based on it weirdly memes and trends of like the 17th and century. Gray years. or gray. Yeah, right. Uh, wh- whether it's roof it's, or roof. It, Terry or turry. <laughs> 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 whether or not there's Harry Podler, right?
2: Burr, so, burr. so. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say it's probably a romantic language. Oh, 100. Um, percent And because of its age, I could see why you would say Latin, because it is one of the foundational languages of the world as well. It has been around right? for it's ages. It's not Hebrew, elves, but I, no, I don't think it's I don't think it's Latin though, because how many ancient forgotten languages exist in D and D? And those to me are Hebrew and Latin, and but there is a form of elven that is old and dead as well that has been, uh, at least in Forgotten Realms lore... It would certainly that have Latin and dead, and roots. ...that yeah. has then come back forward. And the common Elvish language, like the the, the modern Elvish language, is um, an echo of that ancient one. Which is why I would say that it's the European... Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I,
0: I don't know enough about... about um, uh, the Asian languages, Southeast Asia, yeah. some of them are really freaking beautiful. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love some of them and others I think sound like nails on chalkboard, right? The same way that there are like English dialects that I'm not a big <laughs> yes. fan of, right? There are definitely people from some places that I go, Oh, I know where you're from. Please stop speaking. It's like trying to read Scottish Twitter. <laughs>
3: Sorry, that doesn't mean all the
0: Scottish
1: listeners. How many of those have you got?
2: <laughs> Quite a few, actually. I Love you guys. So uh,
0: <laughs> I've read Scottish Twitter It's it is, it How is one of my Scottish favorite Scottish Twitter. It's How bronker. do you read it? It is one of my favorite subreddits is Scottish people Twitter. Yeah, so but but anyway, yeah, I would say that it's probably the Romantic languages with the yeah. base in Latin, yeah. right? So yeah. I mean that makes a certain amount of sense. Um but I want to I want to swing back for a second about the sleep. Yes. The, the meditation, four hours of meditation equals eight hours of sleep. You will notice that this is not directly translated to a short or long rest in the language. You still yes. need eight hours of rest. You don't need four hours of rest and then you go off for hunting. You need four hours of trancing or meditating. You still need another four hours of rest. That's what best trans- for sleep, not for right. Exactly. So, so the four the- hours would get rid of um, exhaustion, exhaustion yes, yeah. right. But they're not going to regenerate your spell slots or correct or yeah. heal you back up. Mm-hmm.
2: The the other way to look at this is there is a warlock invocation that means you do not need to sleep anymore, but you still need to maintain eight hours of restful activity. Whether they are you know keeping watch or reading a book, it's that kind of same thing with the. A trance, there's a trance where you are still even kind of semi-aware of what is around you when you trance, um, but it is, it is like a sub-subconscious yeah. level. Yeah, no, it absolutely. is nice for keeping watches though on those, long yeah, rests. Yeah, if you've got an elf around, guess who's taking first and third, yeah. right? Yeah, because they're, they're semi-conscious as well, right? Mm-hmm. Even when they
0: are trancing, they're relatively aware. I would say that stealth checks have a higher percentage of working against them. They maybe have disadvantage on perception. While they are trancing, or well, they normally, they, like, they have proficiency in per- perception anyway. Yeah. So you're going to mitigate that a little bit and oh, still yeah. give them that, that little bit of a, of a benefit for it. But it's interesting to me that I think a lot of tables play, you only need, you are an elf, you only need four hours for a long rest. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong. Yes. You yeah. need four hours to sl- to sleep, downtime. For to that. get
2: rid of your exhaustion though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's not
1: usually an issue unless you're running a full party of elves, anyways.
0: Yeah. So, okay, when you guys think of elves, what do you think of? Let's roll initiative on this. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I got a 13, 15, 18. All right, Dan, 18. when you
2: think of elves, when someone says, dnd elves what is the first thing that pops into your mind thank you for adding the qualifier because first thing that pops into my mind is cookies <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's true of every topic though yeah yeah can you tell them on a diet no um honestly as much as um the version of elves in lord of the rings does kind of irk me in the movie that is the kind i think of and and very specifically um I, 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 funny enough think of Elrond. Like, he is the mm-hmm. quintessential elf in my mind, even though he's a half-elf by yeah, nature. Yes, yes. But, like, he, he is, he is what I see elves as. I don't quite like Galadriel and, like, the, those very, like, high and regal mm-hmm. elves are too supernatural for me for an elf. Mm. Like, they, they are just that extra, a bit too fae like for that. Like, I, I see Galadriel more Eldrin than I see her, uh. Yeah, I get behind that, right? Um. Elrond is down to earth, and he's got a long view, but he is intensely wise, and he will tell you if you are doing something wrong. And I I, I think... And without, that, without any... And without reservation, right? And his memory is perfect. Yeah. So, uh, when I think of elves, when I think of Dungeons & Dragon elves, I think of Elrond, right? Um, there is a part of me that also gets conflicted with, like, Christmas movie elves. Elf. um. Will Ferrell? No, no, no. Like, uh, the the elf that wanted to be a dentist. I forget the name of the movie. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Sure. You... <laughs> fuck. Never seen it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, my it's God. You, had children, you have children? You've never seen it. Uh, but, like, there, there's a part where, okay, they're small, they're craftsmen, um, and they have an almost unbridled amount of joy that only really they can translate and understand amongst themselves so there's there's a little bit of that as well so I, I like the fact that um their art is delicate and intricate and and you could tell it takes a lot of time because they have the time to do it right so when i think of else i think Elrond, i think of beautiful architecture beautiful weaponry delicate like metal work and and uh kibler's Keebler elves Bread. I actually go the other way, still Lord of the Rings,
1: very Legolas. Oh, yeah. Um, But I go two ways. I either go druid or ranger. If I was rolling a elven character, that would be my first thought is, okay, yeah. I want a druid or I want a ranger. They're of the woods. They understand nature. They're in tune with nature. Nature is very much tied with them. When a tree burns, they burn. That's the way I see elves. I see them very... Very nature based,
0: entwined with nature. Yeah. You know, I did for the, I agree with you. I did that for the longest time until I started running, um, not the campaign that I'm doing right now, but the one before that. I had two elves in the party. They were both wood elves and it was very, and one was a monk and one was a ranger, right? They leaned right into it and, and it was, it was okay, but Mm -hmm. I started to do a little bit of research. And I, I now think of, um, of elves as the, uh, the childlike empress from the, uh, Neverending Story. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. In, in that pearl palace, that ethereal, and she steps forward and she's a childlike empress, not a yes. child, childlike. childlike. And so, like, the, oh, nearly immortal, the, this kind of long view of these, this, we need you. To save the world, like they're at the mm-hmm. quest giver, yeah. kind of removed from society, and the other thing that that backs that up again, they're not the
1: ones doing the work themselves, they're yeah, they're, they're they're employing agents,
0: yeah, and and I see that when they do the work, when they actually get their hands dirty, it is a big freaking deal yeah. that they're doing it, like the uh like Helm's Deep, right? Yeah, right, yes, but but the big thing that I think of that supports that in Lord of the Rings. That kind of long view and and the mm-hmm. pearly towers and all that is the uh the riddle on the secret door to the Mithlmaoria, yes. right? That is elf magic, and that is quintessential perfect elf magic yeah. to me. Of uh, by the moonlight, you can no. see this one riddle that yeah. makes only makes sense, sense in elvish, right? Like, and that's that is just perfect for elves. They're more concerned about their place in the world, and I think that that matters because of of. They don't know their place with Coralon, yeah, right. And so they're very concerned with how they interact with the world around them, and how how other people affect our society. How how you affect me? Right. I care less about how I affect you. Yeah. How do you affect me, mm-hmm. or what right? can you do for me? Yeah, right. and, and that sounds selfish, I, but I
1: think that's also it, it, they realize you're not going to be around that long. So if you die, <laughs> well, it's it's like
2: your opinion of them. Doesn't, doesn't really matter, matter to no. them because I'll outlive you, and you will be a memory.
3: Yeah,
2: right. Um, but their uh, but their opinion of oh, sorry, but your opinion of uh, their opinion of you matters greatly to them. Their legacy is what's important to them. Yeah,
0: and and again, because they're so long lived and they have so few children, the concept of legacy is so important. Yeah. When there's an elf father, when, when you have the Elrond to Arwen relationship. Yes. That's huge a in, in a D&D deal. setting, Absolutely. right? Which is why he was so adamant about, do not become mortal. Do not give him your love. It will go sour and wrong, and don't do that, because you should stay
2: with the elves and live an elvish life. Do you guys know, the like, a little bit, how much of Lord of the Rings lord you, they're, they're, this plays in very specifically to this. Do you, how much do you guys know, like, the background? I read the silmarillion once, like, ten years ago, so it's faint uh i'm pretty well versed so you know that elron is a he's got a brother yeah yes. who is was also a half elf who elron chose to maintain his immortality his brother yeah. elrin yep uh chose to be mortal and started numenor he's the first king of numenor yeah yeah okay so like i didn't know that until i read the silmarillion again and um it blew that entire interaction between him and Arwen just wide open because he's got experience seeing his brother
0: make that decision. I'll
2: take it a step further. He is a
0: half-elf. One of his parents died when he was very, very young. Mm -hmm, And yet, his memory probably is Crystal clear of the moment they died as well. Yes. Yeah. And the sadness that followed him and as a result. moments
1: they had in the 35 to 50 years probably before. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so anyway, that's, that's, uh, there's a sadness. There's a yeah. melancholy aspect mm-hmm. to elves. So do they interest you as a player specifically? Why or why not? Dan, you rolled highest. Would you play an elf as a character? Does this new like expansion of their lore and a a better look at it, besides just pointy ears, owns a bow, makes cookies? (laughs) Um,
2: uh, No, Uh, elves. (laughs) Unfortunately, to me, elves are the—they're one of the most bland. Not bland. I I understand they have a rich history, and I understand there's lots you could do with them. Uh, I understand that a lot of. Dungeons and Dragons lore is devoted to... Here's what the elves did for millennia, right? Uh, and we'll get back to dwarves later. Uh, But the... I understand all that, but... I like playing big, strong... Characters gnomes. or no, no big strong <laughs> characters like <laughs> half orcs and Goliaths, or I play small smart characters like gnomes or or the occasional half like I very rarely play a high dexterous character. I want. I'm going to point something out to you. Okay, that's very true. Yeah, right. I- and and when I think elves, I think agility. I think dexterity. Well, plus two yes. dexterity would I- probably do that. I want to point out to you
0: though that your. I'm I'm gonna guess here. Favorite. I'm putting words in your mouth. Character that you played in the last few years has been a dragonborn uh, named Rezu, who has a personal relationship with his god, who has an extended long life, is old and wise. And is willing to take his time to see things through, and is very elf-like in a lot of ways, except for the six in dexterity. Except that
2: he has. he's got a six in dexterity. He's an old man because he's an old man and like carries around a chair in his pocket that he has to open up whenever the conversation's going too long. Which but <laughs> but with him, but but the from conversation you could play
0: an
1: older elf that goes, same way yeah,
2: too long. But but your but the perspective, the yeah. world view. I love the world view. I don't like the flavor for me of elves, oh, like, for, like as mechanically. It, like, uh, no, I, 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 I don't care about trancing. I don't care about uh, like they. Uh, oh, what do your elven eyes see? Every other race or two out of three has some version of keen sight and dark vision, and, and dark, dark vision. vision. Everybody right? has
1: dark vision, inside. right? Yeah,
2: uh, they're they're. And like we'll get into how like high elves are more wizardy, and sure, yeah, we'll and, cover that and all next. that other stuff later. But like, they just—they don't inspire you. They don't inspire me. They feel played out to me. Hmm. Um, and and of course, someone in the party is going to be an elf, so I don't have to be because someone is going to be an elf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And and uh, they're just not for me. It's my it's my personal taste, yeah. and it's because they, they just I just they, I can't get in that headspace.
0: Yeah, Brett.
1: I guess I'm next. uh before t- we were preparing for this episode, I would have said no, I'll never play an elf. There's so many other options, like you said, elves are played out. You've seen enough of them. You know what they are. They don't really hold anything new. Mm-hmm. Nothing brute new is brought to the table with elves. In preparing for this episode specifically, that has totally changed my mind. I have a couple of character concepts that. I think I would do different for an elf. Because I don't didn't want to play an elven ranger. I didn't want to play an elven druid. It felt played out. Yeah. But going through backstory, history, even just going through the characteristics, um, I've had some really great ideas. And I could see myself playing an elf. It wouldn't be my first choice. No. Yeah. But I think I could you, certainly You, see you
2: actually bring another thing to my mind about elves that I don't like. I don't like how long they live. Um, we mentioned Rezu is old. And artificially old, right? Dragonborn are supposed and it's to something die he 80, struggles with. And it's something he struggles with. I don't like the fact that if I retire, I'm good for another 800 years. I'm good for another 700 years if I retire right now. Right? I don't like that idea. I like the idea of I don't see old.
1: an elven character retiring,
2: though. I don't see it. In, In fact, I, a lot that, of the ideas I, ideas I have for that's, that's the other thing. I find it difficult to find a drive to an elven character... Because they have such a long view of things, but they get that wanderlust. They 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 get the wanderlust. Yeah, I get exploration. Yes, I understand. But like, why would they give a crap about that one despot in this one country in the corner of nowhere? Because they can see how it's going to play out. Let me finish. Because in a 100 years, in 150 years, in 200 years, there's going to be just another despot in that other spot doing another thing, and it's just going to be a cycle and let the humans deal with themselves because they're the humans. Uh, yeah, but, but okay, I'm with you to a point, and that's why I don't see elves
0: meddling in human affairs. But elves will meddle in dragon affairs. Yes. Okay? A long-lived elf requires a long-lived enemy. Yes. The necromancer. The lich. The elves will deal with Sararak, right? They're going to deal with Tiamat. These are the the level of threats. They're not dealing with the halfling pumpkin patch that went rotten, which is what uh, some... Honestly... That that's a that's a level one, yep, Like yep. plot hook for for a little bit there, mm-hmm. right? Elves and elf would not give a shit. I'm totally with you on that, Dan. An uh, elf could give a shit if they were building a party
1: to I, go
2: against. The I also thing. have difficulty with rolling a level one elf. I don't you start at level hundred. How are you only level one? Well, not level hundred, but so you start I mean, at hundred years, years old. How are you level
0: one? Because uh, cultures are different. Uh, it. I'm sure that Europeans think it ridiculous that Americans are 21 years old and acting like drunken fools when they have a few beers. Because bitch, we've been drinking white since I was 12, and yep. you know, like there's there are cultural differences definitely about when when there is maturity, yeah. and that's not even a a, an, a physical. A difference that's that's just a cultural One right yeah so I'm gonna agree with you Dan on the fact that I find it hard to find The motivating factor of an elf Unless it is the long the term, long game Right they're looking at the big Picture and so that's why I find it hard To play an elven fighter Yes right unless they're going Out there to okay you know the other Trope that drives me nuts in d d the basic one Is why are you here today It's session one who are you I've left my village to get world Experience Man, just go masturbate in the corner and come back and you got something worth talking about, right? That is just self flagellation. Yeah. I, I am mm-hmm. here to be better and to gain experience. Oh, that thing that we're supposed to collect in this game, good for you, you dingus, right? You've done, you accomplished nothing. You fucking asshole. Bring an original <laughs> thought to th- <laughs> But an elf, I think at a hundred years old or maybe at 90 years old is. Yeah, That elven fighter out there looking to get world experience. There's the wanderlust that, that has hit them. There's the concept of the long game, and they don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Because they have lived the same lifespan as, as the dragonborns and the halflings and the humans and the tieflings and so on and so forth. And they all got old and died, and I'm still here. What does that mean to my purpose in the world? Hmm. And I think that's an interesting way of looking at it, at the idea of, so I started off with whether or not you guys want to live to be like a thousand years old, right? That's That was the cold open. And I think that a lot of people would say yes, and then they realize that that, that first time that you lose everyone, yeah. that, is, that is a midlife crisis unlike anything you've ever had before. Mm-hmm. And that midlife crisis is enough reason to go wanderlust. Right now, yeah, find your purpose in the world. Exactly right. So, on oh, they—I
1: mean, elves are known for wanting to hone their skills, perfect their skills. Yeah. What better way to hone your skills in fighting and combat, in problem solving, yeah. in even just social encounters than to go out, find a party? If they all die, big deal. You're going to lose some more anyways.
0: Yeah, and if they don't die and they become great allies, then we have something to move You've forward done with something too, right? So something as simple as I'm here to collect magic items for the for the future. Yep. Right. Well, I'm here the, to gather experience. <laughs> but the idea, uh, as well as I like elven diviners that can kind of see the future a little bit. Yeah. And and they're here for a very specific reason. Um, I spoke a little bit about the diviner that just quote unquote knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And and I would be kind of smarmy about it as I played it um, to to say oh. I, I, you, you got injured. I foresaw that, but... But. Right? And so, like, it had to happen in order yeah. for the next thing to happen. All that, part of the greater plan for right. the and, greater good. And But I think that, that an elf may legitimately see that. An elven diviner would say for the bigger, yeah, for the greater yes. good. And... I also like. I mean, the thing we didn't touch on was their art and their poetry yes. and their music. And an Elven Bard just that
1: Elven Bard, totally it just
0: fits. Yeah, right. And I really do like Elves for Bards. Not all Bards, no. But I, I don't see an Elven and Mastermind that, so much, or an Elven mm. a, an Elven Swashbuckler doesn't really drive for me. No. But but a College of the, Lords... Now I've, now I've read about like. There are going to be exceptions to the rule. There, there are exceptions to the exception. rule.
2: Uh, but like uh there's a character, Jar who is a Drow, who's still an elf, but he is very swashbuckler like, and the way his character plays out in, in, in the Drow the are is just radically different in the world views, yeah, though. They're still long lived, right? And they're still there's they still have that. We're beauty. gonna fight about Drow in a
0: future. Yes, episode, we are. Okay, but so, uh, I'm saying
2: in terms stop of Stop saying the D word. In, in, in terms of uh Um Seeing a swashbuckler type character or a duelist or someone like that, I think an elf fits very well. A duelist, yes. A
1: swashbuckler again. I mean a sea elf, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, I still but don't, that's a trope,
0: right? Yeah, I, I still don't see it for for a duelist. I just don't see it for an elf. Who like that? These are bittersweet du- deaths, and their their time away from Corallon is a punishment, and so on and so forth. They're not out there saying, "I'm going to end that guy's life." I can see a half elf definitely leaning into that. I can see a human doing it, or one of the shorter lived, more more reckless or ambitious races. But, but you can elf?
1: see dueling as an art, right? Kind of like fencing, yeah. right? That's well, that's if I was picturing an elven duelist. It would be for the art of the fence, not so much about you know, right. like he's, life, he's not fighting fight.
2: to the death necessarily; he's fighting till the last blow, right? Yeah. But but
0: when I when I'm thinking about an elven bard, I am thinking College of Lore, College yes. of Glamour. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll give you College of Swords even right because yeah. they are really good. I mean, Legolas mm-hmm. is is an archetype of elf, right? That, that tracks. Yeah. Um, but as a player, I'm probably only going to pick an elf for the mechanical boons. <laughs> So and not for the flavor boons because I, I think the flavor has written itself already. And like you guys say, it's been done to death. It's weird that elves are the first entry in the player's handbook. That it is the only time when Wizards of the Coast yeah. did not go in alphabetical order. Yeah, yeah, very true. Oh, it's, uh, it's all it's all way out of order too. Dwarf goes before dwarves are first, man. Okay. Are, okay. So, are they first? Yes. Yeah. Right.
1: It is alphabetical.
0: Yeah. It is not alphabetical. It's not.
1: Dragonborn. Oh well, they're not players' handbook. yeah, they, they are.
0: You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halflings and gnomes are like in a weird spot. Half yeah. elves and half orcs are an afterthought. Like yeah, but like, the players' handbook is a little bit wonky with that. Yeah. Um. But okay, so they're second. But they're obviously like yeah, it's a fantasy game. It's elves, dwarves, elves and, and dwarves. humans. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what we're playing here, and everybody knows it. So, would you play an elf? No, I wouldn't. I'd grab it for a mechanical boon, and therefore, if I'm going to do that and focus only on mechanics, I'm going to, because they are overpowered. Compared to the other races, they get way more benefits than, than say, a stock Dragonborn, or a stock Tiefling, or a stock uh, Gnome. Elves just have it all. Because we haven't even touched the subclasses yet, but uh, yeah, and and they're already stacked. Yeah, once you get to sub races, it changes the whole game. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't play them unless I'm going to play a one shot or a short campaign. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going. If I know I've got six sessions with this character, I will come in as an elf. Yeah, because I want that mechanical boon and maybe that little bit of the, the distant, far, maybe the arrogance, maybe mm-hmm. the the I don't understand you, short lived, you blips in the radar. And I want to understand, right? Like, I I would be interested in dabbling with that. I don't want to put three years into a level 20 campaign with, with this. And I have trouble seeing an elf, like you say, Dan, bothering to do Dragon Heist. Yeah. It, yeah. Right? I can see Storm King's Thunder, sure. Princes of the Apocalypse, yes. Right? But... Uh, the accidental nature of Curse of Strahd, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Right, but I pulled into it. Yeah, but I don't see them doing some of the more mundane, smaller, smaller aspects. Yeah, I, I think if I was to do an elf character, it'd be someone
1: who I brought in, maybe partway through a campaign as a guidance yeah a character that I knew I was either going to kill off or retire.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're they're not going to do. It was what else out there? Out of the abyss? Oh, I'm sorry. Demogorgon Gorgon is going to walk around the Underdark. Good. Fuck the Drow. Right? Like that's yeah, yeah. that's an elf. Rather that they're not going to get involved in that shit. They're not going to get. They would get involved in the rise of Tiamat storyline. Yeah. They would get involved in Dungeon of the Mad Mage. They Races wouldn't they get falls. involved in
2: Avernus. They wouldn't get involved. No, they would
0: sit there. And that be city like, went missing. Okay. That's unfortunate. But cities come and go, and civilizations turn to dust. Right. And so, and yeah, they wouldn't give a shit. Um, and obviously, I mean, there are Ravnica and Eberron elves, mm-hmm. and there are other versions. We're not touching on the campaigns that kind of time because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so radically different, right? Yeah. So, um, anyway, before we go to the commercial, would you guys use elves as a major set piece as a DM? Dan, no,
2: hundred percent. Yeah, in what way? Uh a well, we've already said that they work wonders as quest givers, as um lore givers, as ex, uh expositors. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you want you want some uh exposition? Use an elf. Yeah. Right? Like uh no one's gonna be and like that that that's all the way back to Lord of the Rings. Like yes. Elrond sitting around in the, the Council of uh Elrond? The Council the of Elrond. Council of Elrond. Woof. <laughs> uh, like... I want let you hang. <laughs> yeah. More than half that is him delivering exposition. Absolutely. So, um, I... I would use them as that. And I would almost never use them as the, uh... The elf has been kidnapped to go rescue it. Oh, no. Like, I don't... I don't see that. The, unless... Elven, unless... The unless elven princess has fallen in love with you? No. No.
0: No. 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 Um, I mean... It can happen. Sure. But... But that's not my first that's not that's not where I want to go in this. No, I need to have a pretty new person that has never played D&D before that is like, I just want to fall in love with an elven princess. I'm like, okay,
2: okay, (laughs) fine, yes, sure. Uh, But as a person is like, listen, 300 years ago, there was an elf bard. And he played a lute made of solid gold, and it has been lost to time somewhere in the Neverwinter Wood. Go find it. Right? I'm not going to go do it, but I will pay you handsomely to go do it for me, because I have grapes to eat and wine to drink. So So you're happy... You're, you're halfling are them? No, I'm saying like that they're very like I I feel elves like if we are going to align them with a modern culture, Greek is also a good analogue with them. They they feel very Greek to me. So um like ancient Greece. So yeah, I as as a goal, no, as an expo- exposition grantor, yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm with you on that
1: on the sending out of the quests of even I would have the party be sent to find elven weaponry or mm-hmm. armor right that will as items that will help on their quest. Um, perhaps there is an elf who would pull them in. I really like the idea of actually coming across a party of Elven Rangers warning of dangers ahead but can't be bothered themselves to deal with it. Oh by the way, we saw that yeah, wasn't an issue for us. Our city's well enough hidden and defended. They're not going
2: to bother us. But if you want to take them on, go for it. We're doing this as a kindness to you guys because we, yeah. we we find your little no. settlements here. This, this. What do you call it? Never winter. It. Oh, th- this is quaint and cute. And just so you know, that there's a threat. We're going back to the woods now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not even as a kindness, just as a, oh, you asked about it. Yeah, we saw it. Do what you
0: will with it. Yeah. I'm gonna take it a step further. You guys brought this up in the cold open. How long does your morality hold up before you go evil if you have a thousand years? Uh, How long before the elves just say, look, look, everybody stop? You're cutting down trees to make fires, to build machines so the orcs and the humans can fight it out generation after generation after generation. You're breeding like crazy across the land, and you're using up all of nature's um, gifts that they've given mm. you. It is time for everyone to just die. And we will return the world to the elves, gnomes, and dwarves and dragons and the, the magical races that deserve to be here. Not you mundane uh, you mongrels. Get out. Now, do they do it themselves or do
1: they oh, manipulate yes, the yes. background? No, no. Yeah, there no. is
2: a horde of elves coming out of the woods. that's yeah. like cities. They like they are it's, springing it, out. And
0: the idea of there being a hundred arrows that just come from the woods, just release and every one of them hits. Yeah, right. That's terrifying. Yeah, the idea like you're you're not you're, you guys see Game of Thrones where where um I've heard of it where uh he's it's shooting, great seven seasons show <laughs> uh. Oh, where Ramsey is shooting at Rickon as Rickon is running. Yeah, right? you idiot strafe. <laughs> you <know, that> serpentine. <laughs> but, but, but the uh, the idea of him missing three times, yeah. that would never, never happen for the, an
2: elf. No, the no, elf. no it's, it's that scene from American Gods where that one Viking just gets pummeled with 400 arrows in it a matter of a blink. Right? Yeah, yeah, and Actually,
0: I, I could see an elf missing intentionally three times to make you think you got away, to make you stop and turn around,
1: and then
2: make it die, Yeah,
0: right. So I, I, I just see you, like elves are so perfect, yeah. and that's the thing that I don't like about mm-hmm. them is their perfection. And so I see that as a flaw and a character flaw. So let's have that character yeah. flaw be villainy, mm. right? Let's let's ramp it up to cool. that level. Yeah, I like it. Any final
2: thoughts on base elves before we get into the sub races? Um, we have very, uh, only briefly touched on their love of the arcane as well. Mm. Um, and, and this isn't just, uh, uh, one of the sub races specifically. All of the races, when they went to the, uh, Feywell, they not only fell in love with nature, but they fell in love with magic and specifically arcane magic and elves themselves. Um, in previous editions, like in 3.5, their favorite class was wizard. You could only be a wizard if you were an elf in original D&D, right? Yeah. Like, they they are long-lived. They are the ones who are going to have the most intricate spells. They're the ones that are going to have the most um, developed arcane schools. Like, yeah. elf, the elven love of magic needs to be put. Like, magic in an elven city an, is, is... An elven library full of books right? of magic. Things just float. Yeah. Right. Like, there's no reason why Things, everything floats. Everything floats <laughs> in an Elven city, um, and they are nature, but they are also the arcane. And I find with with fifth edition arcane is getting put into that Harry Potter mm-hmm. realm where it's like I was raised in the school and I'm civilized and rah, look mm-hmm. at me, I'm well read. And I don't think elves. It's more Jedi Academy. Man. It's, it's it's Jedi sit Academy. Sit
0: in the dirt in your robes and lift
2: and that
3: rock in your mind. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right, and and that's why the concept of a like uh, uh, um a, a elf monk actually intrigues me as a character. That's about as far as I'll go that's with with, with that it, monastic kind of feel that removed yeah. and and, and Elven cleric spares.
1: bothers me for that same reason. Yeah. Why would an cl- elf be a divine spellcaster? So
2: why?
0: <laughs> well, there are many gods, and it is complicated, and we can cover
1: that in yes, a future episodes.
2: Yes,
0: but they've got. If they're arcane, why are they divine spellcasts? Because they specifically know that their gods do exist, they have legit proof, and have communicated with them, mm. and they are bestowed gifts by these gods. Yeah. So it's not so much, I pray to these gods, as... That god it, needs something from me. It's almost a warlock-patron yeah. relationship with an elf and their gods, right? Yeah. So it's not quite as pure as a human
2: cleric of Heronius, or, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. well, and, and that's the one thing I really wanted to bring up is is the fact that elves make more sense to me as wizards. If, you're going, if you want to play that full spellcaster, you're playing a wizard. But, I mean, You're not going to be... You might yeah. play sorcerer, but druid druid, druid. druid... druid makes sense up, too, right? but I, I see them being a wizard more than I see them being a druid, funny enough. I don't see them being a warlock. I, no, I was just going to say, I oh, can't imagine a warlock. At all.
1: I can see a if paladin. We drop, if we drop the D word, the drow warlock, potentially. Yeah. But, but just a pure elf, I
2: can't see it. Um, yeah, and I could see a moon elf being a little warlocky.
3: Sure. Like, uh, a yeah. we'll, we'll, celestial. We'll, we'll get, get there.
2: Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll hit that
0: in the next section. But, like, there are definitely some that don't make sense. One of the things that I would really, really, really like to see is the elf that was removed from elven society at birth mm-hmm. and is raised a barbarian. We'll touch on that. I've got something for Yeah, that. you got something for that? I just like the idea of going counterintuitive yeah. on this. Yeah. See what we can do. Anyway, let's jump to a commercial
2: hey guys dan here with it's a mimic i'm here with adam and we have a couple exciting announcements to throw at you guys yeah we have a couple new
0: social media sites that we're really happy and excited about being a part of including TikTok, and we have our own uh,
2: subreddit now which is r slash it's a mimic yep we're also starting a second channel that is going to be live play focused it's going to be our actual play stuff so it's going to be where you can find all of our old call of cthulhu our wizard's tower our christmas special uh, as well as future projects coming down the pipe like a new call of cthulhu
0: yes we've got a couple of fun things coming with call of cthulhu uh this year and we're already gearing up for it so anyways we've got these two channels we've got this new social media but what we would really like is to ask you guys for a little bit of help we don't have a Kickstarter, we don't have a Patreon, we don't have a GoFundMe. We have a dinky little donations button down on the bottom of our website. But we're not even asking you for money right now. We're asking for your voices.
2: Yeah, so word of mouth is super important to get the word out on the new channel, the new social media outlets that we're, we're engaging in now.
0: So if you could do more than just lend us your ears and lend us your voices as well, whether it's on Reddit or through our regular Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, cross posts links whatever you can do to give us a hand here would help a lot we are eternally grateful and that's why we want to give you guys more of a voice as well which we talk about in the shout out and the campaign builder
2: and we'll be moving forward with more interesting ways of audience interaction as well so again thank you guys so much for listening and i don't know about you adam i'm really excited for year two as we're moving on here yeah i really think <laughs> hey, god damn you. it adam
0: Okay, so we're back from the commercial. There are many different sub-races of elves, and this is only the first part of our discussion on the sub-races. So today we're only covering wood elves, sea elves, and high elves. Now, with the high elves, there are two smaller sub-factions, yeah. the sun elves and the moon elves, but st- like mechanically speaking, they're identical. It's the flavor that's different. Yeah. Yep. So... Um, now, Brad, you've got Wood Elves. Yes, I do. Dan, you've got the High Elves, yep. both of them, and I've got Sea Elves. Let's roll initiative and 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 talk about it. What? Let's take a look at it from the point of view of pitching this as the best option. All right, let's roll initiative.
2: All right, so I'm going first again. Um, yeah. That's a same 15, year, yeah, s- Same order. Six and three over there. Okay, so I got high elves. Um, high elves are the most regal. They're the 420 most... 420 blazing? Uh, no, wrong kind of high. Oh. Yeah, they're just really tall. Is that the wood elves? Uh, oh it's because they're on their high horses. It's because uh, they're on their high horses, yeah. yeah. Um, they, they are uh, the most... Uh, Almost civilized if you go to like the Mm -hmm. Sun Elf version of them. Um, They uh, are... You said earlier that Elves kind of tend toward chaos. High Elves are the ones that probably are a little bit more towards the law, especially in the Sun Elf category. Moon Elves are more neutral if not chaotic themselves. but um, high elves are the learned ones. They're the ones who are sitting in their cities, removed uh, um, they exemplify arrogance to a sense as well. Um, and their big concern is magic. They are. I don't think it's just arrogance though, right?
0: Hmm. There's a specific is way of doing it. there are there's etiquette. And we will follow it. And if you don't follow the etiquette, you are obviously not as learned as we are. And we will teach you the proper way to do it. Pay attention. We're only going to say this once.
2: Yes, or and you're not worth their time for them to teach you it. Get out. Relearn it. And when your grandkid finally understands the proper etiquette, they can come back and try again.
1: Now, could like, it be an earned arrogance?
2: Oh. Right? All of that arrogance They're justified, is legitimate. Right? They're justified. 100% evidence. justified. Um, they are known to um, have... The gusto to back up their claims of arrogance and then the power to uh, back it up. So, anyways, um, the high elves. Mechanically, we'll just go over them real quick. On top of your dexterity, you get an intelligence bonus of one. Um, you get your elf weapon training, which uh, most of the elves get, um, if not all the elves, uh, mm-hmm. which is your long sword, short swords, uh, short bows, and long bows. Each, each sub-race for elves has their own
0: specific weapons that they get. Correct. Um, beyond just what the class will give them.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, then this is where it kind of takes a bit of a breakaway and shows just how keen on magic the high elf is um, you get one wizard cantrip of your choice from the wizard spell list and intelligence is your spellcasting modifier for it as your base class you get one cantrip in the wizard spell list it's great um you in your also base, your base race in your base race yeah sorry um, you also get an extra language uh, this this is an example of them being this is just um, the intelligence. long yeah. lived and intelligent and um, this, studious. Look, here is my issue with high elves already is that there is
0: only one class that really leans into intelligence. Yeah. Yep. Well, well there is two, two now. now. Yeah. Okay. There is two <laughs> now. But but I mean, let's be honest. Artificer is just a fancy way of saying more wizard. Yeah. Wizard crafter. Wizard with tools rather than wizard yeah. with books. Yeah. We, we, yeah. And so, like, that's this is it's funny because with there only really being one solid intelligence option for classes, there's really only one solid intelligence option in the player's
2: handbook for races as well. Now, there are others that will pop up. Yeah. There's some, there's some tiefling variants that could give you intelligence yeah, I mean, in the. <laughs> there's there's in the players handbook okay no um so in the in the very first published uh, um book that they wrote out, out of the gates yeah they were drawing wizards towards elves yes yeah um and i mean they have been doing this from the very very beginning. I mean, it makes sense, right? It makes
0: sense because they're crafted it that way. Yes. I, could, I could sit down and say, hey, you know what? Gnome Wizard makes a fuck of a lot more sense. Sh- Dragonborn
2: Wizard feels <laughs> right to yeah, me. Yeah, right. Uh, so, anyway. But, um, so, that is mechanically what you have there. Uh, as for flavor, uh, specifically uh, Forgotten Realms um, focused, but... Other things have moon elves and sun elves in them. Sun elves are the they are the elronds. They are the ones that are removed. They are um high and mighty. So sun elves uh in uh Faerun are called Artel Kassir. They have a and uh, that's elvish for that, high for sun that's elf. That's elvish for sun elf. Sure. Um, okay. It uh it's they are golden in tone. Um they're the ones you mentioned earlier so that kind of tangments. have a little bit more of a bronzed look. And like actual bronze not not sitting in the tanning bed too long not doing the donald trump orange spray down they're like actually and they all have they
0: all have blonde hair blonde
2: or silver hair uh or or, or golden hair or um they have the deep golden eyes with a flex of um metallic essence in they're gonna they're gonna walk down the street in hollywood and turn heads yeah yeah exactly um which is weird that I mean, I, I understand they get the intelligence, it makes sense. I understand they get the dexterity because they're elves, but there's a lot of lore here saying you're pretty. Charisma, yeah. <laughs> charisma is, is not. I know pretty, it. I know it's, it's not. I know it's not directly analogous to it, but it is still a part of what charisma is. No. Nope. I'll fight you on that. I, I'm with
0: Adam on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'll straight up fight you on. There's nothing. Look at the skills. There's nothing that says that. Yeah. That's a holdover. Yeah. Th- yeah. Sorry, Dan. Look, I, <laughs> I I have
2: untrained myself from that one because I, I, we <laughs> will fight on it later. Yeah. All right. We'll fight yeah, on it in the future. Yeah, sure. so. uh, but uh, Sun Elves themselves are sophisticated. They're uh, elegant. They, uh, they will involve themselves in uh, high courts. Uh, they exemplify nobility. Like, these are the type of characters they are. Their their backs are straight and their chins are high. That is what a Sun Elf is. Um, they're beautiful. Um, they will tend to be a little bit more of the crafters as well, because they have the time to do it. Um, and they ha- want to work on the beauty and the art of that and, and create. Moon Elves on the other hand, are far more flighty. They're still High Elves, and they still follow the High Elf stats, but they're called Silver Elves commonly. Um, they are a little bit more whimsical, a little bit more uh, outgoing. And they're, by a little bit, I mean a lot more outgoing. They're mm. a
0: lot darker in tone, too, right? The, like the... By darker, yeah. I mean they—they're almost vampiric in in they,
2: they have some of that. They're very pale. They're yeah, very with black, with jet black hair. Yeah, and, yeah. And, or and or, strict or, a or of features. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're friendly, and they—they they are. Uh, uh, they like to there. If there's a race of elf other than maybe sea elf, that is the prankster elf. It is a moon elf. Um, they will stay in societies and they'll move around, but they will adventure and they'll move. They they are the ones who suffer a lot from their wanderlust as well. Um, and they'll stay in societies that have other sun elves and high elves in it, and they will stay there just to annoy the sun elves with their uh kind of playfulness. Um, playfulness, and then they will move on to other areas. This is this is uh um not a act of conflict between the Sun elf and the moon elf um, it is more just uh, like a little brother teasing the older brother it's in That's, their nature th- th- it is just in their nature um, they they have like the if you look inside the players handbook I mean the 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 big picture of an elf that is a moon elf there yeah um, that that is that is there with the little rat on the stick um, mm-hmm. so um, I, I really like moon elves, they're the ones that are going to be out, outgoing, more adventuring, but they are also kind of otherworldly uh, they are the ones that are eth- ethereal, for sure um, they they, a moon elf is the elf that um, the farmer saw walking in the woods with the moon glowing off her skin and attracted her to him. Yeah.
0: They're the ethereal, like, they're, moon elves, I mean, I know it's Dusk Elves in in yeah. Curse of Strahd, but it's moon elves, right? Like, the, yeah. the sad elf wandering in the mists. Of
2: yeah, them. yeah, they, they, they definitely have that more melancholy tone to them as well, they can, and Curse of Strahd ramps that up.
0: I, I feel like when you have high elves, you have the very composed and stoic sun
2: elves, and the very emotional,
0: yes, very and expressive
2: um, moon elf. Yes, exactly. Like if, if there is an elf that is going to enter a rage, it'll be a moon elf, hmm. right? Um, so, reading this, like moon elves interest me. The <laughs> sun elves don't. <laughs> hmm. So um, that that's me. Um, they're they're the they're the wizards. They're the casters. Um, it, it it's weird to me that moon elves are the casters as well. But I think this is where you get the they're. They're the more. Uh, they feel more druidy. They feel more druidy, yeah. maybe even when, sorcerery. But when I see the Battle of Helms Deep, the elves in the Battle of
1: Helms Deep, that's high elves to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, those are sun elves, right?
1: They're showing up with their gleaming armor, with yep. their towering shields, with their spears or swords in the hands.
0: Yeah, we don't really have them. I mean, they're structured in their military. Arwen planet. is the only moon elf that yep. appears yep. in Lord of the Rings, in yes. the movies anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: Um, break, next? Break. All right. I'm up next. I, I've got wood elves. So we'll go quickly over the mechanics of wood elves. Uh, so their ability in, increase score is with wisdom. Uh, their weapons training did they, they get the plus one though. Plus, just plus one to wisdom. Yeah. Um, they have weapon proficiency with a long sword, short sword, short bow, and long bow. Same mix. They get fleet of foot, which increases their base walking speed to 35 feet extra five
0: feet around makes a big difference does that make them the fastest base race in the game oh uh, it depends I mean they're a freaking Eric Cocker that can fly yeah but like if we're talking 58. players CLs can swim at 30 feet so it depends on what yeah what you're yeah. talking about but here. overlands just but on in foot in terms I, of players handbook 100% yeah. Yeah. Oh, handbook yeah, yeah. uh I got. I got to. I'd have to look
2: up tabaxi and maybe the air. Well, tabaxi have nasty, that, right. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: there's gonna be a couple of a things. Couple tabaxi
2: maybe. have feline swiftness, which is that thing that lets them move real fast for like a bonus action. Yeah, it's, like it's not part of their base movement. No. So I don't know. I'd have and, to look it up. Yeah. And the last
1: thing they get is uh, mask of the wild, which is actually one of my favorite attributes of them. If they stay still, they can hide basically in the open as long as there's a mist or a rain or foliage, basically anything that would even lightly obscure you. If
0: they stay still, they can... So Batman's a wood I, elf. Check. That, that drives me up the freaking wall <laughs> as a mechanic. As a DM, what the fuck do I do with that? You don't even have a class yet. You're telling me that the cleric in shining bright armor, that's a the wood elf cleric, is not going to be seen if he's standing behind cobwebs?
1: Now I would say the wood, the wood elf cleric is probably not wearing shiny armor. I don't think it's in f- flavor
0: with the race. I don't know. Elves wear metal armor. I see them being, but what elves? Yeah, I. Th- if yeah, I still say a what elf will, will wear metal armor. Absolutely, it may not be a breastplate made of metal, but it will definitely have metal insignias, and there no. there, there will be right. glimmer and shine and sheen yeah. to it. But I also picture them with a cloak, wrapping a cloak around to
1: hide. Right, they they have ways. Yeah, I, I think it's a really cool mechanic. I don't
0: think it's going to come up a ton, but oh, I think you'll have that player that wants it to. That wants and it you'll to. have to break them of that by level three. Yeah, right. So you'll find ways.
1: I mean, and you're usually with the party anyways, right? The paladin standing next to you. If you don't drawing attention, the paladin is. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else? I kind of brought it up earlier, but they are your quintessential
0: druid ranger, rogue. Yeah, they're outdoorsy. I can definitely yeah. see that you you would end up being some sort of thief. As yeah, a, as they're a your leader. scouts.
1: They're the ones directing you. Thieves, right? They're the ones who are hiding in the shadows, Yeah, who are finding their way through the woods or through the plains. They're your guides. Yeah, um, They're your... I mean, it's right there in the weapon proficiencies, right? You've got shortbow, longbow. There's your hunters. Well, well
0: the high elf has them all too, right? Yeah, they do, they're, but...
1: I, I see them as your hunters, right? They're the ones gathering your food. They're the ones protecting...
0: Well, I, I, that's the trope, sense. right?
1: That's the archetype. The, yeah. the wood Regulus elf is a, hunter. Is a wood elf. Is a wood elf. I think that's why wood elves... He's from the
2: Merkwood. He's the wood elf. Yeah, wood elves <laughs> exist for that purpose, yeah. though,
1: right? That's The class was specifically created around that whole aesthetic. Of the race. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, wood elf druid, right? They're the ones who are in tune with nature. They're their fleet of foot. The fact that they have that extra movement, right? It's yeah. literally called Fleet of Foot
0: because they can
1: <laughs> step over the brook or the rocks.
0: or Yeah. No, I, I would play a wood elf over a, over a, a Oh, wood elf is,
1: it. absolutely. I would take a wood elf.
2: Uh, Dan doesn't like playing rangers. So Dan yeah. would rather
0: play a wizard than a ranger.
1: No, no,
2: I that's wrong. I do play uh, like playing rangers. Dwarf rangers.
0: Right. So Dan would rather play a wizard than a ranger, and therefore, because their s- elves are so tied to the classes that they get, mm-hmm, yeah. that uh, it's very difficult. Uh, even even the other ones. I said we weren't going to get into it, but even drow rogue. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, they're tied a, together. Yeah. That every like, every sub race of elf
1: has.
2: You a mean class, assassin, right? Like a yeah. drow
0: rogue assassin. That's, yeah, that's what they're specifically are.
1: designed. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And so, which bring, are you done? Uh, yeah, that's, that's wood elves. So this brings us to sea elves. And there's precious little about sea elves in fifth edition to the point where there's been many complaints online. I forgot they existed. Yeah. There have been complaints online about how it feels like a very tacked on afterthought in modern kind of Foes because the entire elf chapter talks about every other kind of elf and not sea elves and yet gives a very quick stat block. Here's what we get. They are descendants of elves that were once charmed and seduced by the beauty and mystery of the sea, and now sea elves have adapted to live underwater and are now an elusive and mysterious part of the Dungeons and Dragons aquatic scene, and they <laughs> don't like Sawajin. Wow. That's the lore. That's what we get. And I used as many words as they did. That's terrible. Why even have them? Because they get uh, because they're an old staple. They're a throwback. They right? really are, yeah. And we're we're seeing that over and over again with elves. I I feel like elves are for new players, and for players that want to be pretty. Well,
1: they're one hundred percent a draw for somebody who isn't familiar with fan- or familiar with fantasy, but not Dungeons and
0: Dragons. Yeah. Um. So their their con is plus one. So that's where they get their their boost, yep. which is cool. A dex con, and, like, I like that. that, that can well, be a and young. it makes sense underwater. You're going to have to have some sort of constitution. Yep. Their swim speed of 30. Well, everything underwater should have some sort of poison or toxin. So mm-hmm. it makes sense at yep. the con, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, so they got a swim speed of 30, and they can breathe water and air. So already, that's stacked. That's I don't wild. need anything more on no. this, right? And yet there is. Uh, you are proficient with a spear, a trident, and... A light crossbow and a net. Explain the crossbow underwater to me. Projectiles with uh, the
1: crossbow shoot well. I guess, yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: It, it's your harpoon gun yeah. from medieval times, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and you get an extra language like the high elves do, but specifically it has to be Aquan, hmm. um, which is one of the four dialects of primordial. Mm hmm. So it's not even really... You speak water. When are are you going to use that? No, it's not even that. It's it's not really in its own language. Mm -hmm. Like, it is because it doesn't share any of the same alphabet or anything else, but... You also you so you speak primordial specifically Aquan and yeah. you can understand the others because that's how it works in fifth edition. Mm. It's just weird that they don't lay that out in every single. Um, really, I that's that.
2: that is new news to me. So yeah. if you speak Aquan, you could also speak. You can you understand, understand Terran. You, the you rest have, of you them, have
0: very very basic um, understanding of Ignan Terran, and all or- right? So you. Kind of get it, but it's all lumped under primordial. Hmm. So, and th- that's for your your elemental chaos, the planes of fire yeah. and, and earth, cool. and wind and air, right? Uh, no, wind and sea. There it is. Um, so, do you remember? Uh, <laughs> but, here, but here's the thing that takes this from being broken already, like super yep. powerful. This dwarfs a human. Oh. <laughs> but but on top of that. You have an, inane, uh, an innate, not inane, <laughs> an, an innate ability to communicate with any creature who has a swim speed. What? This is done with movements and gestures and can only get uh, very simple ideas across. But if it is listed with a swim speed
2: at all on a stat block. So you do a sexy dance on a dolphin and it gets what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> but if you're like talking to a black dragon outside of the like. Yes. He up, has a swim speed. It has a swim speed. Isn't that
0: broken? But you can only talk with your body, you're not talking the words.
2: It says gestures and things. I would like me as a DM, I would add into that you gotta be underwater for that to work. I don't, I don't think no. so. I
0: think that you'd be able to see the serpentine head and neck and, and tail of a black dragon, and be able to show that uh, we're not here to fight. We're here to bow down, and and you would know the appropriate movements to to show that you are are submitting to it. Right? I mean, we're assuming that a player will even remember that they have this ability. Oh, I know <laughs> players that would want to use that in every
2: single. Every single <laughs> You're fighting a bunch of rock elementals. Well, let me tell you something. I'm going to try to communicate them. They don't have a they, uh, they don't they have, have a swim speed. They don't have a swim speed. I don't care. I'm trying. <laughs> Can I roll for it? Is that a performance? Oh my, oh my god! I hate you already.
0: So so, but but that's it. That's what we have for sea elves. There's very little about them, and honestly, with the exception of swashbuckler. I can't think of anything that really, really suits them. I can't,
1: I can't see playing a sea elf outside of a pirate or salt marsh campaign. Yeah.
0: And Dan said fighter, but i I'm like, sure, I could make a point even for barbarian, yeah. right, for, for this. I, I think that makes a lot of sense because, I mean, the untamed nature of the sea. I'm already getting Aquaman feels yep. from this. What about Storm Sorcerer? Like, Tempest cleric, r- yeah. Like so, there are some things there, but uh, I just I'm feeling with the yeah. Dex and the Con, the ability that you have all of these these ranged weapons that, yeah. but they're throw weapons for the most part as well. Um, you get a, a crazy additional swim speed. That's extra movement to me. Screams yeah. rogue or ranger, right? Monk. Um, yeah, or monk. Um, but the ability to communicate. And to have this extra language Bard? and stuff doesn't scream barbarian or or no. fighter or I, paladin. I don't see any
1: reason why I would ever play a sea elf. Maybe a one-shot. Yeah, and that's kind I of... I mean, if I'm playing in a water campaign, I'm probably going triton over sea elf. But again, it's... I think these guys overshadow uh, tritons. Oh, 100%. S- just, just mechanically. Mechanically. Video. But and, flavor-wise, I just... I can't see myself doing it. I don't...
0: I don't see a difference <laughs> between a Triton mm. and a Sea Elf. I have a real issue. Yeah. I can see between, you know, like, a Merman and, and and a Sea Elf, definitely. Yeah. But what is the difference between Triton and Sea Elf? Besides, I mean, and now I'm just being racist towards fantasy races, but like, besides, uh, what what do what Tritons get again? Do you guys know? Uh, no, I probably not know. Dex, con, and extra languages. No, right. <laughs> They're in Volos, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, let's look it up.
0: We are covering Tritons in a future episode, so I don't want to do too much of a deep dive on this, but let's. We got
1: to draw the comparison for yeah. the least.
0: Yeah. All right, so here's what we get for Tritons. Uh, you get strength, con, and charisma go up by one. You reach maturity at 15 and live up to 200 years. You're lawful good. Um, you are about five feet tall. Your size is medium. You got a swimming speed of 30 feet. You can breathe air and water. You control air and water. So you're mm. more, you're more elemental, elemental. A child of the sea. You starting at third level. You can, okay, what do you get? Fog cloud, gust of wind, wall of water over your, over your levels. Emissary of the sea, aquatic beasts have an affinity with your people. You communicate, communicate. Same thing. Gardens of the depths. Uh, you ignore. Uh, you are resistant to cold damage, and you ignore the drawbacks caused by deep underwater environment. When does that come up? Yeah, And you can speak, read, and write common and primordial. Specifically, it says primordial in this. So, the all primordial. Uh, yeah. It, so, I mean, I still, do you know what's missing on that? Do you guys catch what was missing for the underwater freaking thing? Where's your damn dark vision underwater? Yeah, right? mm Wow, that is just seriously lacking. Considering that they had, they made a big deal about the d- the depths of the ocean.
1: But the seals don't get that either, do
0: they? Yeah, they're an elf. Oh, elf, of course. Yeah, yeah it's just do. a subrace. So just built in. Yeah, that's 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 wrong to me.
1: I think that's probably. An do over-say. they
0: use echolocation? <laughs> 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 All with clicks. <laughs> they just sound like dolphins. But no, I would I would choose a sea elf over Triton. Yeah, sure. You get three spells, but I mean you've got to be underwater resistance to cold
2: is pretty powerful mm-hmm.
0: it actually is pretty yeah, powerful the toys. spells are
2: pretty nice yeah the spells are useful
0: but you're you're still you're not getting that advantage against being charmed yeah right and like your fey ancestor stuff but still stuff the
1: and, number of campaigns where you're going to want to
0: roll a character with those abilities are yeah know, very specific right yeah I think I I would roll up a Triton and an elf with a best friend duo if me and one other person in a pirate campaign Mm -hmm. wanted a shared backstory. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. how I, that's how I would come at these characters. So anyway, that's, uh, that's it for the sub races. I want to do, um, now we've done it differently, uh, starting in year two. Our shout out, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit off because what we're looking for now is, uh, audience participation. We want you guys to write into us at um, info at itsamimic.com and tell us who you want us to shout out on air, because we know who we like already. And it was a little weird that we spent a full year telling you, "Hey, these are our favorite people on Instagram." <laughs> so uh, Dan smacked us upside the head and said, "Stop it with social media, and just hear what the just a pe- little <laughs> <laughs> hear what the people have to say." Um, so. If you go to uh, www.itsomimic.com, you can reach us through the website, or you can reach us, like I said, at uh, info at itzomimic.com to, uh, let us know who you want us to shout out on air. We will randomly select one. Yeah. Uh, one person that you, I mean, if you want to send in 10 people, we'll randomly select one. Yeah. Um, like if, if it's a happy
2: birthday or you want to shout out your gaming group or, or something along those lines. My third That's cousin. what the space is going to be for. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Your third cousin who gave you a dice once. Yeah. Oh, it has to be D&D related. It doesn't have to be, but I mean, we're a D&D podcast. So, <laughs> so, but, but honestly, let us know. Um,
0: and understand that we also record weeks and weeks and weeks in advance, so it'll be a while before it comes up again. But if you know that your brother's birthday is coming up in June, let us know in March, and yeah. we'll make sure to line that up as best we can uh, when it airs. Also, um, feel free to let us know if there was something that was particularly fantastic in your own personal DD game um if we're particularly inspired we think that the world needs to hear about it or at least the seven people listen to the podcast then we will uh, announce it then as well but we know who we want to thank and who we like and and who we love and all of those people are the people that are giving us donations to the website for those of you that don't follow the website um uh, and haven't checked it out yet we don't have a Patreon up and running. We don't have a Kickstarter going. We're not a GoFundMe page. But there's a little donation button. And there are some people that have accidentally stumbled upon it on the website. And you guys have been keeping the lights on for the last couple of months. And we really thank you for that. Yeah, for it, sure. It takes a lot of stress off of us. And it allows us to do more things like mailbag episodes and specials and so on and so forth. Uh, t-shirts and things. Mm-hmm. So um, the more that you guys... Uh, Help us out the more that we can uh, produce for you. And so we're hoping this is going to be a, a big a content-packed year. And so oh, yeah. the more donations mm-hmm. that, we're, that we're getting, the more excited we are to do it, and the more passionate we are, and the more time we're putting into it. And uh, the more we're able to upgrade our equipment and whatnot. So thanks to everyone that's donated. We will continue to shout out you guys. Um, and uh, if you donate... Send us an email because we can't see who the donations are from. It might just be Dan. It's a circle. <laughs> just a vicious the cycle. snake eating
2: yeah. its own tail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's why Terry isn't here right now because... How come he's we're pe- getting all these donations of one cent? It works, damn it, Dan. It works. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a a Superman three. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Now let's get, let's get back into elves here, but, uh, but no, seriously, before we do that, everybody reach out and let us know who you want us to shout out. um, And we will be happy to do that on air. Now let's talk about in-game use of elves. We talked a little bit about how we would do it. Does it excite us as players or DMS, but let's, First moment, talk about role playing tips. What would you do to encourage people to play elves to the utmost of their ability to, to get the most out of this experience? How to play the most elfy elf the, yes. that ever elfed. Exactly. Let's, let's
1: roll dice.
3: Up.
0: I
1: got a four. I got a 14. I got a 15. We reversed order. I'm still in the middle. <laughs> there you
0: go. It's a Brad sandwich. That's how we like it here. So, um, honestly, when it comes to. You all right, Dan? Dibs on Big Spoon.
1: <laughs> I love being Little Spoon. Is that too, too much information? <laughs> no,
2: no, no. Every, okay, just ev- everyone loves being Little Spoon. Everyone <laughs> loves being Little just Spoon. Every, little Let's Spoon is the thing, right? Adam, Adam, interact here. Big Spoon or Little Spoon, Adam? You're not allowed to be quiet during this one, you tight-lipped little bastard. Big Spoon or Little Spoon? Pick one. Pick one. Pick a side. Pick one, Adam.
0: Big fork. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? So elves. <laughs> so, so for me, honestly, um, when it comes to playing an elf, it is the lifespan and the relationship with the gods that, that really give me 90% of what I'm looking for out of role playing an elf. I have, I don't play a lot of elves as a DM. I don't role play, I tend to just ignore them and play Races that that interest me more. I'll, I'm more likely to give you guys dwarf NPCs and tabaxes and goliaths and the stuff that like intrigues me because we don't see it often. Mm. The fact that elves were are like in in Tome of Foes, chapter one is welcome to this book. Chapter two is elves, and it goes yeah. for pages, right? And and yet halflings get nothing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's there's stuff in there, but there not like there is. Elves have the richest lore. They've got the best pantheon um, as far as how well it's fleshed out and and the details of it. They never change. Furbolgs have been different from edition to edition to edition, right? Even Warforged are radically different now than they have been in the past, but an elf is an elf is an elf. And we know what we're getting into right from the beginning, and we still keep all of this this lore on top of it. If you're going to play an elf, lean into it. Don't just play Lord of the Rings archetype. Think about your relationship with Corallon, think about your relationship with your family, think about what it means to be a high elf or a wood elf or a sea elf. Your location, your geography, where you come from means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so when you're picking your druid circle or your yep. ranger um, natural explorer terrain, mm-hmm. you should be honest, not about where you're going but where you're from. Where you're from. Uh, and hopefully your DM will acknowledge that and work with you to help mm. that 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 pay off, right? But seriously, I I like if you're gonna be a C elf, don't do it in a desert campaign. Don't do curse of Strahd with a C elf. That's weird. It's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna pay off the way you no, want it to. No. Definitely not. Even with the plus one con ha No, you're not getting what you want out of it. Right. So when you're choosing an elf if you've made the decision that you want to be beautiful, but you don't want to be an ASMR or it, or a... Um, Apparently Tiefling, for some reason, Dragonborn. A lot of people... Dragonborns are not pretty, Dan. No. If you want to be a... Be- Dan. Dan. Well, Dan's got his own tastes. Uh, Dan's not a furry. He's a scaly. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So. He likes him dry. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you're going to do... Be an elf, really look at the relationship with the gods, look at, at your, your longevity and what that means in your family circle and, and the society that you're from and why you've left it and how that impacts your own personal journey. But again, you're, the location you're from. Mm-hmm. These are the things that are going to give you everything that you need to know about being an elf because you'll be able to extrapolate all of the rest the attitude towards other uh, races your uh, degree of arrogance will come from your geography and and your attitude towards the gods right there are so many things we've talked about on this episode already which are subtly changed from one to another if you end up in a party with six elves they could all be radically different from mm-hmm. each other and some serious conflict too right, and i think that would be a really interesting way of of having a, a party come together i always like the idea of there being six clerics in a yeah. party because they're so so different each one with right. a different
1: deity different yeah
0: yeah and so uh, and and different spells and different yeah. uh, class features so many ways to build one yeah and i think you can do that with with elves you absolutely it's could. so straightforward At that, just how different they all are from each other. Mm -hmm. And so, really lean into why you've chosen this subclass. And if you're doing it, I said it before if I was going to pick, play an elf, I'd do it for the mechanical boon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I said, and then I said, for a one shot, because that is a shitty reason to build a game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Look, if that's how you do it, you want to be tactical, more power to you. But we're talking role play inspiration here. Good thing we don't have any min maxes here. Yeah. Daniel. I, I don't play elves. I already established <laughs> that. <laughs> but they don't get a breath weapon that I could abuse. <laughs> I, I never use the breath weapon on Rezu. That's because he was frozen in stone for 18 years. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Brad, yeah. how do you feel? What, what are your role play tips? So I'm going to
1: kind of follow up with that. I actually really like the idea of playing an aged elf. An experienced elf. I would lean into that with my roleplay. So right from character creation, I wouldn't make that young, just starting out adventurer elf. I would make an elf who's towards the end of his adventuring career, ready to tie it up, going out for one last hurrah. And I would lean on that wisdom. I would lean on the arrogance. I would lean on also the grace, right? They carry themselves with a dignity, Mm -hmm. with a... It's a sense of pride, but it's an earned pride like we've kind of discussed earlier. Um, I would really lean into that. Uh, Rather than being this brash, young adventurer who's going to rush headfirst, he's going to sit back for a second uh, and say, Taco's good out here uh, to steal from the McElroys. Um, But he would be a thinking
0: adventurer, we don't get a lot of thinking adventures. Yeah, and that's one of the things that's a, it is built into the lore. We kind of skimmed over it. I, it was mentioned, but mm-hmm. we didn't spend a whole lot of time looking at it. They would rather use diplomacy than one hundred percent, yes, mm-hmm. every time, yeah. right? Yeah. And the, they will beat you at diplomacy too because they, they know all the etiquette and then they're for sure. They have they, they, played this game before, yes, and they're and they've had the experience, yes. right, because of their their age. They've um, lost a lot of battles, they've won a lot of battles, they know... So do you guys think that elves are delicacy for Mind Flayers, just as a sidebar? Oh. Just because of all the memories that they have?
2: Uh, 100% yes. Yeah. Why else do you think Mind Flayers really like the Underdark? Because <laughs> they go after drow is, is what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. 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 Yeah,
1: I, absolutely. They would be like a buffet. All-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah. Okay.
2: Could, no. could you overeat? Oh yeah, it's 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 like having too much of a really good cheesecake. Like the the first slice oh. of a good cheesecake is oh my is god, oh my god, there's a plot hook for you. You come across the the bad
0: guy that has been stealing elves and torturing them. It's the lich that tortures elves for hundreds of years so that he can feed all of these tortured insane minds to mind flayers and infect the elder brain with insanity Jesus That's brilliant. <laughs> I don't know how it worked in a campaign right off the top yeah. of my head, but that's that I'm intrigued. I can wow. write a novel off that shit.
3: Yeah.
0: <sighs> for sure. Yeah.
2: Okay, for me, uh when I play elves, like I, I've said this before for inspiration. Play elves. Oh sorry, when I when <laughs> I, you, you, you when can I play elves Oh, elf. I, when 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 I want to give character to an elf, I am going to go back to uh the the heroes of stoicism that are in my mind. Like the 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 I'm playing a Greek philosopher. I'm I'm playing Elrond. I'm playing. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Rufus.
0: Most, Greek, Ted's, most like, Greek philosophers were chronic masturbators. They're 100%. not 100. Yeah, they're not really stoic in my mind. No, I'm not sure where you're going
2: with that one. <laughs> I <laughs> would be more this. Greek philosophy. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, like I, I'm going with the with the character who would rather stand back and have discourse rather than. Um, don't go there, <laughs> rather than drawing a blade and 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 drawing blood. Like I, I the yep. character I I would have is, um, I would not play on the wood elf side of things. Um.
0: So then, would you would you be looking at the bard then with the intelligence and the college of
2: lore, cutting remarks or cutting mm-hmm. words
0: and, and oh, and it,
2: it's it's very like dry, like. Yes. Did I just get insulted? I think that was an insult. Yeah. And that's what that's how their cutting words hurt. Right? Like, oh, so that's how you do it. That's a way.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right? Like it's that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> they're cutting words is, hm. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I, I like that. That's that's actually kind of funny. Yeah. So uh in terms of role play ideas like uh Really play into the aloof. Really mm-hmm. play into the philosopher side of things. The the artist, the the um, intellectual dynamo of them is what I would do. Less on the the fact that they can absolutely destroy you in a fistfight because they're so agile and dexterous. Mm-hmm. Because of course they can. But why bother? It's too simple. It's too simple. It's too
1: barbaric. Yeah. I, okay. So I got a so question. Would you take the cloistered scholar then? Background.
2: Uh or noble. Noble. I w- I would take noble, I take clo- cloistered scholar, I take sage. I would take acolyte in some respects, like um Hermit works in my mind for some elves. I mean
0: outlander will work for what outlander, elves outlander, else. Outlander yes yeah. for sure. But I mean outlander works for every, every freaking every build, other. no matter yeah. anyway. Because that's what everyone wants to yeah. be. But but okay, you brought up this good point about leaning into the aloof side of things. But then we talked about some elves can be swashbucklers or moon elves are very in your face and whatnot. So again it comes down to what your sub race is. Yeah. yeah. There does not seem well there are definite consistencies They seem to be almost background noise compared to the sub-race specificity. Yeah. yeah. So while there is this common theme in the background that unites all elves, is a sea elf as elusive or as uh, aloof as a moon elf or as a, a sun elf? And, I, and the answer no. is no, no and no. so they're they're surprisingly as much as we all said you know the basic trope and here's elf we started this whole conversation on you know we we all know what elves are there's actually some variety here, mm-hmm. right? There is. And so I get that Dan's but More not than inspired. any other race. Well, that's because they've gotten more time than any other race in the they freaking, do. um, material, but right? Even just looking at the breakdown of the sub races. They so,
1: each one so much defined or lends itself to a specific there, there
0: class. There, are two races that are more well defined than elves are and only two. There are a shit ton of tieflings. Yep. Yep. And there are mechanically, it doesn't matter. No, but for flavor purposes, there are a metric ass load of humans. There are so fucking many humans. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so we've got we're going to cover humans in one of these episodes. And I'm sitting there going, man, we, if we're going to get through it in one episode, we've got to just motor because there are, there are over like 18. There's over like, there's 24 maybe different kinds of humans. And I think that people see human. Uh text, 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 variant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which one gives me the feet? Yeah, exactly. And so um but for elves, you don't have that option. Um I really wish that, that all of the elven subraces were all collected together somewhere, so that you could kind of see the contrast of them. D&D Beyond is good for that, actually. That's where I was going. Oh, when yeah. you pull up
1: the elf section, they're all in a list. Are they all
0: Is there a difference between Eberron... Elf, yes, they're well? actually yeah.
1: separated out. I didn't want to dive into this podcast because,
0: no, I do want to know this. Uh, what other elves are out there besides? Oh, the oh. hold it's, on,
2: there's like four different houses in Eberron that are. I've up, got it right here, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they do specify
0: that, oh, yeah, very
2: much, so. and tell you what their marks do. What they're, what their yeah, yeah, marks yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we covered oh, no, that not in in drag that. Parks,
0: just
1: the elves themselves have variants,
0: yeah, yeah. There are radically like drow, or just the elves from that forest. In Eberron, right? We covered all this in the Eberron episode, but. Yeah.
2: Um. But they'll go through like wood elves from uh, Varial and wood elves from. Yeah, that's right. Or whatever it is. And then also wood elves from each of
1: those, high elves from each of yeah. those. Like it breaks them right down, right? You got a rainy high elves,
0: a rainy wood elves, rainy you know, you know what sea elves. I, look, I do not like technology at the table, but I can understand then why, when you want a specific flavor of elf, particularly, I don't think that you need D&D Beyond to be able to figure out what kind of gnome you want to play play no. but for elves they're really varied mm-hmm. there are a ton of different options yeah. out there um and well for the eladrin i know this is
1: gonna be another episode but they get into all the different
0: you know autumn seasons, winter you know, yeah, 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 right yeah so no that, that's really cool i'm glad that i'm glad that it is mm-hmm. compiled somewhere in an official medium yep because mm-hmm. it could be i mean you go to mordenkindens for some of them uh, but there's also the different modules and the different campaign settings. Yeah. And, um, I think it's a, um, Prince of the Apocalypse breakdown, sun and moon elves in greater detail. And like, it's, there's a wealth of information out there and you really have to look around to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just what's in the player's handbook. The same way that, like, do people know that there are subclasses in the, in the dungeon master's guide? Yeah. <laughs> yep. No,
2: but like I don't think people your players, realize that your players don't. No, that, that everyone's sitting there going, "How do I be? Uh, what was it? The oathbreaker, oathbreaker paladin?" Yeah, I, I don't find this in any book. That's because only DMs oh. can be oathbreakers. People. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> fight me, Joe. <laughs> um,
0: so, do you guys have one interesting NPC that you would add? Oh yeah, roll for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. One elven. Oh. Of,
2: oh, did I catch a nat twenty? You 20? did get a nat twenty, and they both got twelves. All right, John, I'm the last. I guess All right, net 20 out of what he got.
0: I want the um, the purveyor of fine antiquities, mm-hmm. high elf. And I don't think I'm breaking anybody's like mind with this, no. but it, I just like the man that sits there and doesn't say anything off to the side. Does you've got like an auctioneer? And you've got people that are bringing items out to be auctioned off. And you've got a couple of bouncers in the back that are, you know, I don't know, Goliaths or whatever. And then there's that just the one. It's
1: an Antiques Roadshow.
0: Yeah, but there's there's just that one very thin elf over the corner. And he's a Sun Elf. And he's just sitting there watching. And every once in a while, somebody looks at him, and he gives a slight nod, and then that gives them permission to do something, right? He is so noble, he never speaks. And if your players ever wanted to meet with him, they have to arrange an interview. Mm -hmm. And even then, he will not speak with them directly. He will send an attendant. And I really like the idea of feeling the power of this high elf, but never being good enough to meet him. (laughs) <laughs> like just really lay that it's not even arrogance it's just we're of different worlds yeah. and your world is all the way down yeah. there you have <laughs> no information that i need yeah. i have everything that you need but i don't want to yeah so yeah. waste my time um and I, I feel like you would get a message from him be like, oh, uh, you have returned these items to him and he's going to give you a great re- reward. It's back at the inn. Uh, go check with the person at the front desk. And you mm-hmm. show up and there's an envelope and a big bag of gold coins. And then it says, you know, thank you very much for helping. And, and it's written in this beautiful script. Yeah. And and if you ever have any needs in the future, make sure to please contact one of these people. My house is very thankful for it. So, so and so on. Dictator, but not red. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like yeah. Uh, that is the kind of shit that I that I want from this. Yeah, for sure. Um, who is uh, he's he shows up in the limo, does a lap of the party, and walks out again. Yeah. Right. Don't even give the keys to the valet. We will not be here long. I merely need to make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, won't shake a hand, won't talk to any. Maybe the host he may speak a word to He'll he'll, he'll, he'll give that little that little head nod, mm-hmm. and and maybe the crack of a smile, and that is it. And then everyone for the next season talks about the robes he was wearing. Yep, mm. right. That is the the high elf. If if you're gonna go high, get go fucking high. baked. <laughs> right? Yeah, like so.
2: That's that's where I'm coming out with the. Uh, cool. My my idea was. Funny enough, the exact opposite. Um, I have the... The low elf. (laughs) Well, kind of, kind of. A moon elf uh, hobo, funny enough. Mm. Um, This is, I I would play him as kind of a bit of a soothsayer. Um, He is uh, yelling end times on the corner of the street, but because uh, he has um, covered up his ears, he's covered up himself in rags, he's filthy and whatnot. People don't pay attention to him, but this guy is actually a wealth of information and yeah he may be a little bit off kilter because he spent too long doing this he's probably near the end of his life and some of this is he a diviner long look of well i i don't even know if he's necessarily a diviner so much. Just he just, he just, he just, he's just seen the patterns of society before yeah. because he's old he is so old and no one listens to him because he is because he's a moon elf, he's a little bit more ethereal. He's removed. He's supernatural. I, I he love pushes of, people away from him just because he's just kind of not right. I like the idea too of he, my great grandfather told stories of him, mm. right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And he just travels the countryside, giving little tidbits of information, and then gone, right? Or sits on a corner street for uh, the uh, corner of a street for a year saying his things and eventually will bring a crowd and once he sees the crowd getting too big he gets creeped off and runs away. What is creeped off? Creeped out and runs away. <laughs> okay. <You're doing laughs> There's one on. in every episode. You're right? doing this on purpose aren't you? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so yeah, that, that's mine. I I, mm. I really like the idea of and, and like he'll, he'll he'll see this high elf character going around being all pomp and uh, being a bit of a ponce and he will go through and he will, you know, flatten one of his, uh, well, flatten one of his tires. There's not tires in d Dan. He'll, he'll like move the wheel of the axle, just to, like warp the wood just, just a little bit just, so that the, the, the cart
0: then, shakes. Then, then, he dispels magic on one of the wheels that lets the cart fly. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh yeah. no. That, that's, that's, oh, that's no. the d version. Yeah.
2: He, 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 he whispers into the horse's ear to just take the most unceremoniously huge shit right as the guy's getting in and everyone's looking at the cart. Like, something along those lines where he's just just tweaking this guy just a little bit, and then he'll just go. And and he's just that thorn in the side that comes by. Like, I I, I love this character. Um And I wouldn't even broadcast that he's an elf for the first little bit. Like, the players would have to come they to interact like, with him. how... How do you know so much? Well, I've seen it. Well, how have you seen it? It's happened before, just with different players and different people, but this happens all the time, right? You just have to live long enough to see the pattern. See, the thing that I really
0: like about that is the that gives rich history and a sense of... A lived-in world. Mm-hmm. The fact that we've been here before and will be here again. No. And elves would know that, especially
2: in a in a city of humans. Deckard Kane. That is mm. that is kind of where I'm going with this. You don't really know Diablo all that much. No. So while and listen. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yeah. yourself, Dan. I spent more time on Diablo than you ever did. <laughs> Probably not. Um, oh, 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 Diablo two. Oh, two? Yeah, Diablo yes. two. Years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, you're yeah. preaching the Choir on yeah, this one. Yeah. <laughs> then WoW came out. Mm. And I'm, I still play Diablo 2. And and now I'm 34. Anyways. <laughs> WoW came out, you got married. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Yep. Bradley, what you got for us, bro?
1: I'm envisioning a traveling minstrel. This lore bard. This elf, again, who's lived. He's... Not ancient. He's still young. He's still spry. But he's lived long enough to see, to have stories. He's adventured. He's followed parties. And he just loves to collect this lore. It's all living in his head. None of it's written down. It's all in song. It's all in rhyme. It's all in poetry. Mm-hmm. He is just this collector of information. He is not going on an adventure for the sake of the adventure. He's going on an adventure for the story. He's the NPC that follows
0: the party for a couple of levels.
1: That's right. Just enough to get the story, get the information, write a song about it, and then he moves on to the next one. He's Yaskier. Yeah. Without
2: being as...
1: He's... Yeah. Bubbly. He's not as... I don't think he's quite... At, yeah, as bubbly. As, like, he's not the... He's not the sleeping with the barmaids. He's not the seducing ah, yeah, his way enough, through. Yeah. He is simply... He's out to enjoy a story. He realizes that life itself is a story. There's a story to be told. There's an overarching plot in life, and he wants to just take those pieces and see if he can put them together. He's seen adventuring parties come and go. He mm-hmm. has a song for every single one, and he remembers all of history. And it's none of it. And, and like, he's the one that knows the ancient song of the yeah. blank. Yeah. Right? Like, the you th- ask about a lost sword, and he has a song about it. Mm-hmm. And it's convoluted, it's not direct, he's not going to tell you exactly where the sword is, but he will sing the song of the party that lost the sword and somewhere in there is the information that you need to pull out.
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that. The other one that I was thinking of as we're sitting here talking is the high elf that was um, Rotlo, mm-hmm. who is a indentured servant mm-hmm. of a human. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, right, like like the, the humans what came... they possibly have done? Uh, he swore a. Here's what he's he swore a blood oath to someone's great grandfather, mm-hmm. who was a grand warrior of whatever, and th- and then the, the he died. Great great yeah.
2: grandsons, just, shit. Oh, <laughs> just a shit. just a waste of An skin.
0: Entitled little fuck, who's just <laughs> living off great grandpa. No no, 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 greatness. It's, it's not even Prince Joffrey. It, it it's it's Robin Oof. from Game of Thrones. Yeah. uh atlice's um, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, milk suckling little yeah, little yeah like that's <laughs> the that's that the going you know, through yeah.
2: the moon door <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly right yeah. that's I, I like the idea of the of the sun elf that has i pledge myself to your house for 300 years it's year 297 and he is just so fucking ready to get out, right? Excuse me! I want more honey! (laughs) And like, that fucking character I think that is a great NPC dynamic. What does he do on day 300, or year 301? Like the moment The the house burns the fuck down. (laughs) No, I think think that he would leave, and then he would have to turn around and come back, because it will not function without him. And And he is a part oh. of this house now. Like I he think, is as much of the house as the foundation is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so and he can't. He's he's the yeah. only reason that there's been any prosperity for this house has been his efforts for the last three hundred years. And now here he is, ready to walk away. But if he goes, all of it was for nothing. Mm. And now he has to stay. Oh.
2: Isn't that isn't that That's horrible?
1: Heartbreaking.
2: Oh shit! I oh. love it. I love that guy, but I feel so bad oh, for I him do too. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh man, I'm so I'm having so, so much fun with fucking with elves today. Yeah, so um, that should have been the title of the episode, fucking with elves today. So, is there anything else that you guys want to uh
2: to say to to wrap up this uh this episode? I man, like I I I I'm not a huge fan of elves. I've made that abundantly clear. Uh, I mean, as an NPC, they're great. I hold I, on, hold on, hold on. I'm skipping
3: thing. Yeah, character. Okay, okay,
0: yeah. So, really quickly now, to wrap up, but before we, we finish off this incredibly long episode, what is the non-standard character build that you want to see? Let's roll for it one last time. Sixteen. Ten. What did I get?
1: Six. Oh, nine. Sorry, you got a nine, Eight. but you're still no, last. Yeah. Dan.
2: Sea elf monk. I love the idea it's of... It's a sea my... monkey? Well. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but I love the idea and like this is like stereotypical like uh path of the what is it, the open hand monk. Um and this guy is it's a river campaign, it's a water campaign. You have to have that with with the monk uh with with the sea elf but he is leaping out of the water, grappling and dragging people down. And that is his entire thing. Um, trying to get them down underwater or pummeling them underwater, bringing people into his realm to fight them. And he's all about... I live on both lands, but I'm better on one than I, than you are for sure. And I'm going to bring you there. Right? Um, I also love the idea of like him running this monastery underwater that is airlocked like you could get in walk around and breathe air in it um but you got to swim to get to it and it is a trial to get in um so as a player character uh his whole goal is to gain enough power to get down to this monastery again like he he has memories of it from maybe a past life or a life long ago um, or many years past or heard a story about it. And he just remembers someone mentioning about this monastery and his goal in life is to find this monastery to be able to uh, grow as his ability in his abilities as a martial artist. Um, and he is uh, a little quippy, a little uh, fun and flippant, but when it comes down to a fight he is smooth he is like water he he flows around the battlefield just as as a fun little like one shot character i would love to play this guy Um, long term i don't like playing elves, (laughs) so probably not but uh what intrigues me the most like we were talking wizard makes sense druid makes sense ranger makes sense fighter i guess could make a little bit of sense rogue i guess can make a little bit of sense monks the one that kind of sits out for me and I'm like well why not try it see what see what kind of martial arts master you can be when you don't have to worry about time that's true monks are
1: not known for meditating
2: well well that's the thing right <laughs> yeah but a human monk is still going to die at 80 years that's true right they're they're not, they're going to a human has a very very strict timeline on when they can master this art form the Sea Elf doesn't. No. He he could take his time, learn a couple, right? Mm-hmm. Become a master of a few of them, right? Um, I, I don't know. That 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 would be my, my character there. Um, who was next?
1: I was next. Ah. I want to go against the grain a little bit and go... You named all the ones that kind of make sense. Barbarian. You don't generally think of elves as creatures of rage. You think of them as under control, well-defined. But I want to take it one step further and actually feed a little bit into the Elven trope with the Barbarian, because I wanted to go... Half of the Ancestral Guardian. There we go. So that's what I was picturing, right? He's able to summon the memories of Elves gone by, of the Order gone by. Um, I also picture him as being a Knight of an Order, where he has this whole... Order of elves that have gone before him, but he has this rage inside of him.
2: He's like he's use. the last one of the he order. Is, and exactly he's bringing, and like that's where his rage comes from, is the fact that his order is dead with him. That's um, right. But is also alive with exactly, him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to go with that. But that cool. he I like that. carries this
1: history with him. Right? He obviously has the age and the experience. And again, this would be one towards the end of that. You know, he'd be about four to five hundred years old, somewhere in that range, maybe pushing up against six. He's right? got th- he's got those three gray hairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the character I want to play. H- with. H- 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 he's he's dancing is- with a double bladed scimitar as well, right? I picture his
2: <laughs> he's
1: Darth Maul. <laughs> oh, I wasn't picturing Darth Maul, no, but. I like it. Double bladed sword dude, just like walking yeah. down the street. But he's—it's a dance, right? Yeah. Oh, of In course. The way, I mean, it's not a blade singer, but it is a dance, right? It's this beautiful. Again, I would build him with a dex based barbarian versus a strength based yep. barbarian.
2: But uh, again, which is hard to do. It, it is, is hard, hard to, to do. make a dex based barbarian for sure. But, um, I mean, I was just yeah, build over. this
1: character, and I basically started him at 8th level. I don't think I would want to start much lower than that. I want mm-hmm. to have. Uh, high enough decks I'd want to have uh feet
0: for the double blade scimitar yep. game master no, right. I got I it yep all right so <clears throat> I had I had an answer and then you guys were talking and then something struck me and I like that's a really cool idea I'm gonna pitch that at the end Jamie lannister mm-hmm. was a high elf oh yes and mm. I think that he that yeah. his story is the story that I would play sans the incest, right? Yeah. If we can pull away all of that creepy stuff, but he's still, I love my sister yeah. more than I love anything. Else. She is my twin. We are soul bonded. Yes. And, and I will do anything to protect her. Mm-hmm. And I think that he goes out there and, and he has that moment of suddenly learning for the, because he's egotistical and he is the best champion fighter yeah. that exists. Even at level one, he walks out amongst the, the rest of the party and says, watch, watch and learn. I will do this and I will teach you how to do it. And you will love me for it because I am the best thing that exists. And he's got those, those little quips and those little, is it, is that how you do it up in the north? Hmm. And then he goes off and he whoops your ass. And I think that that is just a really fun build. Um But then the idea of him losing his hand and, like, and then there's there's Lady Brienne and the the romance there with the the mundane human that was ironically called Brienne the Beauty, like, traditionally not Not. as as beautiful as what he is used to and stuff. I love the idea of him struggling with all of these. And he is the kind of guy that would look at that dragon on the battlefield and go, I'm the only one that can end this. I'm going to do it right now and that's and like it, he won't he'll die yeah, right yeah. but that is his mentality that is yeah. that is what am i now that i have no hand this was my sword fighting hand hmm. and struggling with that and relying on the 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 rogue Mm-hmm. to have to help him do dirty work and stuff that is beneath him and he would never do. Right? And he still has his morality. He's horrified by the acts of war that have to be accomplished. Like, I just really think that Jamie Lannister would be a really cool high elf hmm. and a, like a sun elf. You got seven
2: yeah. full seasons to pull on uh, for inspiration there. It's great. And, and at least that number of times we're going to make that joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but no, the other thing that occurred to me and bear with me on this because it's a little outside of the box. If you need that you would get to play this on uh, multiple level one to twenty campaigns in a row, and you play the same elf. Mm, yes. However, the thing is that you have decided to, and Dan's like, "How would that work?" Here's what you do: you take one multi-class, but not multi-class. <laughs> you multi-class all of them, and then you decide, "Hey, you know what? I really enjoyed uh, these skills that the ranger has, and so I'm going to devote my life to this." Mm-hmm. And so you end up with level one. Artificer, barbarian, bard, cleric, druid, you're one of yeah. everything. And seven levels of, of Ranger. Or I guess it would be eight. Eight levels of Ranger, for example. You go, mm. hmm, that's interesting. But honestly, at the end, I mean I don't think you can get sorcerer out of that. Mm. Um and Warlock flipping. No, you could still do it with Warlock and be like, I'm I'm done with, with this patron. And you could let go of your okay. levels Please. and say, you know what? Um between campaign one and campaign two, I spent thirty years um, studying as a monk of uh, instead of the way the open palm, I've decided to go shadow elements. Yeah, or, or whatever for the four, way the four elements, whatever it is, right? So I've done this instead. So I've I've let go of everything else and just studied for thirty years on this. And now this is what I do. I can tell you stories of when I was an 8th level. Right? I was level 20 this with 8 levels of, of mm-hmm. whatever. And I can tell you these grand stories of the things that I've done in my past. And this is why you have a level 1 character with epic freaking backstory levels. Nah, and, cool. and, 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 and you could honestly chain campaigns with the same character. Going, ah, yes, I've been here before. This reminds me of the time. And then you name drop someone from six campaigns ago. right? I think that would be a really fun... Um it'd be a really interesting way of approaching D D if you knew you had the time to yeah. do it. You would have to be an elf in real life. Uh, yeah. To chain that shit yeah. together,
1: right? It it would be amazing to have a character who as the party is getting exposition on this history, the wizard just or the elf just goes, Oh yeah, I was there. Yeah. I remember that.
0: that yeah. And I think that I think that maybe I would have to do it with an, with an NPC no yeah. mm-hmm. there's just that one NPC elf that is has been in every
1: Well, I mean you could do that right every campaign if you have the same same group of players right every mm-hmm.
2: campaign they keep meeting the same elf yeah. even though yeah, that if, if you're planning on playing arching. like a long-term several campaign art campaign like and you're starting off at the beginning and, and you know you're about to go on the long slog you've got an experience with your group around you you know that this is gonna this is almost a certain thing this is gonna mm-hmm. happen yeah throw in the that elf in like session two, no. and just let them build that relationship over years. Yeah, and and, I really, and he starts
0: off arrogant, and then. Mm-hmm. And they don't really like him at first and then he kinda earns it and yeah. he he's a Day's ex a couple of times, yep. right? Oh, and so hilarious. like and, and so they learn to trust him, they learn to love him, they go to him for advice. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that would be really cool. But I really like the idea of a player trying to pull that shit off too, yeah, campaign after campaign after campaign. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> but if
2: if you killed the ancient red dragon with your sword, how come you're casting freaking shillelagh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I've given up that life. Yeah, right. It no longer interests me. See, I have the opposite problem as a player. I could not
1: play that character because I love rolling new characters. So the thought of playing a campaign
0: with the same character I played previously, as a forever DM, I don't understand your issue. That's true. Hey,
2: you're about to you're about to play. You're you're about to finally roll some dice. Yeah, yeah, eventually. Like in a couple weeks here, you're, you're going to be running, uh, like three, four months. You get to be a player. I
0: am looking forward to it. I'm a DM burnout. Anyway, that's it for part one of our discussion on elves. Okay. The next time we circle back to discussing D and D races, we'll be coming back to elves and we'll be addressing Drow and the Shatter Kai and the Eladrin. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and uh, dozens of other podcast apps. You can also find us at itsamimic.com or email us at info at com. Thanks very much for listening to the It's a Mimic podcast. And make sure to check us out next week when we are circling back to Eberron and we are covering artificers. Or, for Terry, artificers. Artificers? <laughs> What is one survivalist tip that you have in real life about getting lost in the wilderness? Because I'm I've got a Boy Scout background, and so does Dan, yeah. and we play D and D, and we see people roll survival checks, and they're like, oh, I'm going to build a fire. And I'm like, yeah, from where I'm going to go into the lake and get driftwood. I'm like, no, 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 you're not. That's wet wood, right? So, what is it? What is your thing that you would tell people that they probably don't understand about? um real survival tips
1: mine's kind of a weird one but as somebody who's not super keen on survivalism survivalism is that a word yeah anyway yeah sure you, sure. you
0: can be a survivalist
1: so yeah, sure, yeah sure let's go with that um, Yeah, you
2: said survivalist earlier and i'm like are you talking like a person who survives or are you talking like this is the survi- survivalist thing <laughs> you could possibly do no no, like no. The most survival- not survival <laughs> oh, okay
1: okay cool <laughs> anyways i was thinking uh We live in an area that's very mountainous. People get lost in the mountains all the time. And what they always say, the number one tip, if you're lost in the mountains, stay put because the search and rescuers will find you. So it's not great for necessarily, you know, a ranger out in the woods. He's probably the one doing the search and rescue. But my survival tip, because I'm an idiot in the woods, stay Stay put. put.
2: Fair enough. Um, For me, I don't know, man. uh, Like Adam said, we both have a history of being Boy Scouts, being Boy Scouts. I don't know, man. Learn your knots. I think that would be my big one. Um, you could do a world of good with like three knots if you learned
1: "Thou shalt not pass."
2: No, no, thou no. Shalt with, not a K, steal. with a K, with a K, like perhaps. tying the knot. No, not like uh. getting married. Well, yes, actually tying the knot, but not, not like the euphemism tying the idiom getting tied knot, but like literally tying knots, like a
0: clove hitch, like a clove hitch and, like a, a, sheep
2: hitch shank and yeah. a bowline and a sheepshank, those kind of things. Like learn, learn some good knots you can if you are in an area with cedar you can strip it off uh cedar has very um you can identify it with having it's it's a tree that has lines on the bark there's vertical lines all through it you pull that off and you'll find that you could actually get fibers from the bark you could fold those together uh make rope with it and thus make um have something to tie your knots with that'll help you keep your shelter above your head um Brad, you're right. Stay put, but try to get shelter. Um, and you could even fashion fire starters and everything else just from ropes and sticks. So, I mean, it's it's not hard to do with three knots. So, go out there, learn some knots. That, that would be my biggest survivalist step. I can tie my shoes. Is that a step in the right direction? Uh, Tying your shoes very close to a bowline, so sure, I guess. Victory. It's like a half bowline. <laughs>
0: Anyways. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's some common sense ones, like... Do not get wet under
2: any circumstances. Yeah, stay dry. If you, if you are lost, you are fucked. Right. If you get wet, like- if you are noticing you're sitting in a actual depression in the ground. Don't, don't. Yeah. Like, especially if you're in the northwest, it'll rain and that will collect water and you will get wet. If you have
0: to leave food unattended because you're sleeping or walking, uh you hang it from a branch that is not near the trunk of the tree. With some rope. Yeah, or long grasses that you fashion, like whatever it is, right? Yeah. Just you hang it, you don't prop it up, you don't put it up in a tree, they're still gonna get to it. Everything everything in the forest can climb. But the thing like my big thing is water is downhill. Yes. Visibility is uphill. So if right. you're lost in the woods and you want to be visible, like yes, stay put, but stay put at a higher elevation if you, you can. can be seen easily yeah. seen. And uh, if you get so desperate that you become thirsty, go downhill. Water flows downhill, right? That's you find rivers and valleys. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. it works. And that's also a good tip, I guess, for DMs designing like wilderness encounters. Is there's water in the valley? Yeah, not there's not water flowing over mountains. <laughs> no. So, although no. maybe in the Wild.
3: Thank you for listening to an It's a Mimic production. <laughs>
0: okay, you're done. Get it. <laughs>